Are you paying too much for your home and auto insurance? At Caleb Holloway State Farm, you're a one-quick-click call and quote away for some serious savings. Visit www.calebholloway.net or call 706-406-2111 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, Caleb Holloway State Farm is there. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob. You, sir, are? I'm Andrew. And we got a special guest in the house today, sir, if you would tell everybody who you are. Rob Byers. Hey, man. What's up, man? What's, <laughs> what's going up? on? Yeah. You doing okay? I am. Good, yeah. man. It's I know. Good. We've been, we got a mini high school reunion. We did. We had, we had Mike uh, Rogers came into town this weekend, and so we got to see him. He was here for a second ago, and... Uh, Good to see him. He's got a new baby. He, he does. does. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's almost as tall as him. He is almost as tall as him. Yeah. In diapers. And, and, uh, <laughs> I, I know. I was like, uh, man, I, my, my youngest is eight. And so the thought of me going back to uh, changing diapers scares the hell out of me. But, right. but I, hey, eight, it, he's, a, he's, a, he's a cutie. I just he's, can't do without the, you know, the sleep. I, don't, I only have one. I have a daughter, and she woke up every two hours when she was – a baby and i just can't go through that again changing diapers uh, it sucks but i can handle that yeah it's that lack of sleep walk around like a zombie all day mm. tyler i'm too old for that when tyler was born he slept like a rock every day Did he? and then zoe was born and she slept never yeah anna didn't anna, right. anna was up every two hours no kidding for the love of god just go to sleep josh had a colic for like two oh years oh my mm. god yeah awful yeah. and leah was a good baby yeah and then uh, Gracie, she's been pretty good, or was, and JT, they both of them. Yeah, good. yeah. Now both both of your younger kids are at model now, right? They are. Okay. Yeah, that's how they, how they family like baby. Switch. I know, right? Yeah, it was good. It was kind of scary at first, uh, yeah. just because taking them away from their friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all went to school together forever. Forever, we yeah. did. Since elementary, me and you met since el- or since yeah. elementary school. Yeah, yeah. So. At kindergarten. Yeah. Well, I think you you was a grade above, then they yeah, held you and back because you was uh, too advanced. Yeah. So they wanted to put you back. With- <laughs> that's, that's that's the story I like to tell everybody. Yeah. He's way too advanced. He's like way too smart yeah, to yeah, send yeah. into the next grade. Maybe yeah. he can help out some of these other kids. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, I was a uh, I was a little fool and didn't uh, do. Anything I was supposed to do. So. See, I went to Midway. We went to no, Mac Henry, 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 but Cardinals. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was, I was Pepper K yeah. through 12. Yeah. Yep. We was right there, especially Rosemont Park was kind of funny because like half the neighborhood were past Matt Loveless and them. They actually went to Pepper. Mm-hmm. And then we went, we got sent to. So the subdivision was split. Almost, yeah. Right towards down there, towards the end. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's kind of crazy. So Midway's not even a place anymore, is it? No. Uh-uh. I yeah, thought they did a Donald Evans. New 
graveyard or junkyard, whatever. Really? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I don't wow. know what he's going to he do. Keep, he keeps his equipment out there? Yeah. Well, Does they've he? got the uh, windows and stuff boarded up, but I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't well, either. I, it seems like the property sold, and I just don't know what they're going to do with it either. Because so, and, and that's a big place. That's a big. It's a huge building. It is. It? Well, it's, it's a lot of land. Yeah. And it sold pretty cheap, too. Yeah. Did it? That nobody knew about. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. I remember uh, when I when deals will be done. When I was in uh, when I was in elementary school, our our bus we had. And of course, I rode the cheese wagon, and so we had. Um, there was a there was a. I'm gonna sound terrible when I say this, but there was a trailer park. We there's a last stop. We had to go pick all these kids up in this trailer park over there off of Bluff Road. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on the bus as a small child, looking out the window. And watching all the kids before they got on my bus put their cigarettes out <laughs> before they got on the bus. You got you had to ride the bus from your house over there off of Park Road. Yeah, yeah. wow. See, that's what it used to be. Yeah, ain't no way in heck nobody's gonna put their kid on a bus when they live that close. No, I know. Those parents want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know my kids now, like uh, like Brittany's kids, like they they had to because my work schedule got a little hectic and hers is pretty set, so. I, I could go pick them up at school every day, but then it got to the point where I, we actually got really busy at work and I couldn't go get them. And so they had to ride the bus and you'd act like that uh, somebody told them that the world was coming oh, to an end. Absolutely. My daughter just yeah. pitches a fish. She has to ride the bus. And I, I'm like, my mom was still getting ready. And I was standing at the end of the road waiting for the bus to come to get, get me in the morning. That's just the way it was. Yeah. Now my kids catch it at 10 minutes till seven. I wouldn't know any different. If I, if somebody took me to school every single day, I wouldn't even know how to Act. I know, oh, right? Really? <laughs> Same. No, no. If Rich got, kids. If you got to yeah. school because you missed the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you got your. You got your ass bit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you went to school with the bitch that the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better oh, yeah. never catch a Mr. Damn bus again. That's right. That yeah. happened a lot. Yeah. So. But they couldn't take away our phones because we didn't have any. Yeah. Thank so, God. What are they going to take away? My, well, they took take away your Atari at night or something. Yeah. Again, I, I'll say if there was this, if cell phones and social media when I was younger, I'd probably be banned in a few states. Oh, it was. Definitely. I've been doing Fed time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they can track me with this? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. What? That, that is not me. So, um, we, um, before we get into everything we was going to talk about, let's uh, talk about the Hawks game last night. Oh, man. It was an ass whooping from the very beginning to the end. Yeah, they, they set a precedence last night. So it was, it was pretty, pretty sweet to watch so you Trey think Tra- get a little revenge. You think Trey's talking a little bit too much? I always thought that. I, I do always, too. I always thought he did. He went to Texas. And but I, in Texas, Oklahoma, like, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, I always was, I was always like, he, uh, same difference, yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma, Texas, it's all over. Yeah, yeah, it's all flat, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they, uh, but I always thought he talked, it talked too much, and then uh, he actually finally started scoring and and, and like taking over as being one of the premier players in the league, like at, at that position. And I was like, you know, I guess he's earned it now. I mean, I love his game. I love his confidence. I don't dislike the guy. I look at him like I do Acuna. Do you love his hair? Well, what little bit he's got. I know. Well, he's going bald. Yeah. Did you see the video? The, the, yes. Yeah, they were chanting. Trey is bald. Trey is bald. Yeah. yeah. Trey is bald. Well, what about, but the, what about the one, the, the meme that they had somebody put out there? It was like somebody dropped a sucker at a barbershop oh, and no. picked it up off the floor and had hair all over oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> But oh, I, no. I don't I don't see how the Knicks get I don't see how the Knicks fans can say anything when they got that guy out there on their team that's got two doo-doos on top yeah, of his head. So one of them's going forward and the other one's going like this yeah. way. Yeah. His head's his he's, he's, weird. He's, he's straight up yeah. got two doo-doos on top of his <laughs> head. Doo-doos. He really do. He really does look like he's got turds laying on his head. But <laughs> I mean I, I, I like Trey and I like watching him play. Same way with Acuna. I mean they're both just super young and confident. 
confident cocky, and cocky, maybe. cocky. Well, but they can both back it up. Yeah. So I don't. I'm never Who mind. I'm so never fun. mind cocky as long as you can back it up. Don't yeah. be cocky and suck. Right. Uh, That's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're going to talk trash, though, yeah, you got to be good enough to back it up. You got to be good enough to back it That's up. That's what I teach my son. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah. It's okay to talk trash, I think, as long as you don't yeah. get personal. But yeah, it's right. okay to talk trash. Just yeah. you've got to be able to back it up. Or spit on somebody. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Nice. Don't do that. Don't do I that. I can't believe that dude's banned from the garden yeah. like forever really? for spitting on good. Trey. Yeah. yeah. He spit over 50 cents. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I can't believe he didn't get rubbed out in the parking lot. <laughs> no. Curb stomp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I enjoy watching him play, and he's a hell of a talent. And yeah. he can hit a three from way back. Oh, uh, yeah. I love watching him hit way the low threes. I kind of felt sorry for him when he first came to Atlanta. I was like, oh, man, it sucks for your career. I know. And then now it's but they But yeah. they started putting they started, stuff around him. They did. They, they did. did. And, yeah. and and I think they made that promise to Trey as well yeah. to keep yeah. him happy. They well, said, just be patient. We're going. Yeah. We're, we're serious about winning. We're going to put some talent around And they did. Yeah. Hawks have always been kind of competitive, man. I mean, back in the day, Dominique. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. 80s, dude. Mm-hmm. Man, we had yeah. – Yeah, it was – I mean, we had it going on back in then. And I know that uh, we had uh, – We had Perfect. The one with, um, you know, we always talk about we can't get a premier basketball player in Atlanta, and which bl- it blows my mind that we can't – I mean, we're in Atlanta. You know, they mean, all they, – a lot of them live, live there, there, but they won't play for the Hawks because yeah. the Hawks have never gotten serious about spending money and getting super – because it's a superstar league. It yeah, just is. It is. You know, you, these team wins and all that, I get it. You've got to have people around other people. I get it, but – you gotta have superstars. Trey's got a little chip on his shoulder too, because you know when he when we traded Donitch, 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 the really good white guy, the really good white guy from Dallas, (laughs) from Europe, Uh, and he's fun to watch too. A lot of the Hawks people, yeah, the Hawks fans were upset about it. I I was one of them. I was like, "What are we doing? We just traded this guy away." Um, But uh, but Trey's coming into his own now. Trey's good, man. I'll I'll quit. I'll quit dogging him about his hair and quit dogging him about uh, he can't help talking trash. Yeah. I know, Trey. I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. Mine's coming out too. So <laughs> mine ain't coming out. It's turning silver, yeah, platinum. That's mine. It's platinum. I, I, I always say, folks. turn gray, don't turn loose, please. Yeah. please God. So. Mine's getting thin on top. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I know my kids. I, I, I use that thickening shampoo and mm-hmm. all that crap. I'm getting my, my cigarettes away, but I'm dude, okay. my kids love to to, call, to point out my bald spots when I take a hat off my head. It just is what it is. I'm man. like, that's okay. I know y'all hungry today too, but I guess y'all ain't eating. <laughs> it ain't gonna turn loose, but don't turn. Guess what? Y'all, my hair is thinning out, just like uh, the your options for dinner. Looking like pe- a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for you. Oh, and with, ramen, the, with the crust, <laughs> ramen noodles. Yeah, <laughs> so they would be okay with ramen noodles. They eat those things like crazy. Um, well. You and I have known each other since kindergarten. I mean, like, well, we talked about Literally. elementary school. Like, we've yeah. known each other forever, and we used to play baseball together when we was little kids. And, uh, I mean, we grew up together. We really did. We did. So we was always around each other. And I uh, got some cool images etched in my soul with you and your dad. Yeah. For yeah. real, dude. Yes. My, my pops, man, That's he's he got me where I'm at, no yeah. doubt. Him and my mom, they did. They, uh, they always pushed me yeah. uh, through some hard times. So, yeah. I remember you being little. I don't want to get all sentimental and emotional, but oh, you can. it's going to rip off some band-aids. But I remember, I remember being little, and uh, your dad would come get you from school, and it was just always because you couldn't hardly walk. Yeah. You know, and your dad was always just – he would always just pick you up and throw, throw you over his shoulder <laughs> yeah. like he was a damn sack of potatoes, yeah. man. Because he's and a big guy. He is a big guy, yeah. you know, but it was just a – it was a genuine love, and obviously I didn't ever have that with my daddy, but – he was always there, man. Yeah. And, you know, and just always so. Not everybody's got that. 
strong and big oh, and, man. And, and gentle and gentle, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, to be so rough and tough. I was He's a mechanic. I wasn't intimidated of him. It was just when he came in, it was just I was drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was a dad. Yeah. He was a dad. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He's right. always at his games and stuff. It's, right. it's tough now. You know, we talk about that, and it did get, it get me in my feelings. But uh, my pops has got older, man. So it's hard to watch that decline. Yeah. yeah. And it's there and it's coming and it's tough, you know, and he's stubborn and won't do anything that uh, would help, would benefit his health at all because he hates going to the doctor. You know, oh, he yeah. hates it. I do too. I yeah. do too. I've, I've been in a hospital my whole life. Most. So, so I hate it <laughs> But too. most men do. Most men yeah. despise it. But yeah, man, do you remember when he used to drop me off and he had that black Chevelle and he had a super, he had a, he had a super B. Uh, but I remember uh, we would get I would get out of the car and walk up to the school and this is an elementary school and the kids would be like burn the tires and my dad's like whoa he just like melt the tires down and then like I think the school actually called him oh, really? was like please don't do that Mr. West don't do that anymore so but yeah he uh, he always had a project car muscle car he was always working on kind of like with you know you got yours now yeah it's ready though. yeah that thing's yeah. that thing's sweet but yeah. uh what, what do you got uh 68 chevelle yeah it's nice. 454 yeah four speed yeah that thing's sweet but yeah. six miles to the gallon oh yeah that, <laughs> literally that is, and that is not a good thing right now but. six happy miles to the gallon <laughs> right yeah. yeah you know it is what it is. But, it is but my dad he's always had like some kind of vehicle like that that he was working on or tinkering with and he always says if he had the cars that he just project cars that he sold away if he just would have kept them and finished mm-hmm. like finished them and saved them he i mean he'd have more money to know what to do with right That's now right. Yeah, they bring a pretty penny now it's like that yeah. um and he can and i always say this my dad can fix anything and i can fix a sandwich i didn't get that gene from him i, I don't know what to do uh to to work on anything i don't either but he um i work I work hard so I can pay somebody else to do it. Yeah, exactly. same here, but yeah. exactly. that's me. Yeah. People's like, you don't cut your own grass? I'm like, hell no. Have you seen how big my yard is? No. I, I enjoy cutting I, I cut my too, grass. I, I do too. I love cutting I'm my grass. I'm too soft for all that. But now, I'm a I'm a tractor guy. Well, a tractor. I'm a lawn tractor guy. I don't I don't push it anymore. Yeah. No, no, my front got, yard's too big. I got a zero turn. Yeah. I got about six acres, but I enjoy it. I put yeah. some music in. And I just, that's what I do. That's therapy. That's my part two of my life job. Like, I really want to go cut grass. At Do Barry, you really? Barry College. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you'd be cutting a lot of grass out <laughs> yeah, there. So. Yeah, you'd be a big tractor. That is my plan. I mean, you could. No doubt. I put, I put in Spotify, and I just go at it, man. Yeah. Just tear it up. I know. It doesn't bother me. We, uh, I just hate shrubbery. God. I, no, I, I, I hire that stuff out. Yeah. I hate doing my shrubbery. Despise it. Yeah. Cutting I mean, grass? I, yeah. I don't. I, you know what I do? I hit send on my cash app and now that gets taken care of so <laughs> magically it uh, come, magically gets cut i come home yes. it's cut and i'm like God, exactly i kind of like cutting grass when i, I, just don't when like I start when i start seeing the white flowers sticking up in my yard i'm like dude where you at my well, when you, i cut mine on a one and you still see them oh yeah i don't know and they, all my neighbors have them. i'm like the like right happened? now they're, they're out of yeah, control right they now are. What, yeah what's up with that? i don't know I don't know. Did the rain bring them? I, mean, I guess like so. I, I guess so. I don't remember them being that I bad. never, yeah. Well, the my, grass, yard, my yard's white. If you look across it at an angle, it's white. Well, like, a lot of that, too, flowers. is the grass hasn't, it's, we're still, we're not in summer, summer yet. And when the grass comes up, it'll choke a lot of that out. Uh, it'll choke okay. all that weed out because the weed's not as strong as the grass. And it, the, the, when the grass comes up, that's Depends why you on. won't see it all summer. The grass will choke it out. And, and depends on where it. you get your weed from. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well um i guess really what i want to get into but you can't cut it on a one i do I mean, if yeah, yeah, yeah 
Yeah, if you normally I cut it on a two. Yeah, but now I get I'm kind of ticked if you off. Cut it on, it, so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, it's whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, you, it's your yard, but yeah. yeah, if you want grass to stay healthy, what you're doing, you're putting so much of a. Sh- and I'm not an expert. I just had an expert talk to me about uh-huh. it. Yeah. And you've got to be real careful about shocking your yard. Also, don't cut your grass in the morning. You hmm. Cut your if you cut your grass in the morning, it shocks your yard. Okay, and then it sits in the sun all day, shocked. But if you cut it in the evening, it has that time overnight to heal itself, and then it's ready. Before the sun bakes it. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, wow. Right. I didn't know that. That right. makes no, sense. That, that does make sense. Yeah. 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 So when uh, – That's some free – Yeah, some free – uh, right? Horticulture. Yeah. Scott's. Uh, Scott's Lawn Care. Yeah. When got, is, when uh, sponsor. Turf management. Scott's. Well, when I, had, when I had that house out in our Murchie, I had turf. Yeah. And I was – you know, I had to take care of it because I spent a lot of money on it. And I talked to a guy that was with one of those companies across the street, and I don't remember what company it was, and he was telling me, he said, man, just you're doing the right thing because it was in the evening. He said, don't cut it in the morning. And he said, keep it up to about a four cut. He said, because you can't, if you cut it too low, it's too much of a shock. Mm-hmm. Don't cut it in the mornings. Oh, and he told me all that stuff. Yeah. That's the only reason I know. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I'm just like, send, cut it, pants. But if you, <laughs> but, but, but now I don't care as much. I live on the country. But then, you know, I spent a lot of money on that sod. Yeah. And well, you had your HOA be up your ass if you didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. seriously, they were serious out there. And I just, you know, I had to really take care of it. So, anyway. And we'll HOA is a pain in the ass. Um, so we know we know partial part of your story mm-hmm. and you coming up, and and we growing up, kind of growing up together, um, and in the circles of friends that we ran in in high school and stuff like that. So we all we all kind of know each other, and we kind of we kind of know each other's you know kind of when times weren't so great for 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 each one of the us. three of us hooked up around middle school. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Tell me, give me. Let's let's just go ahead and talk about it, man. Let's 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 rip the bandaid off, like you said, and let's talk yeah. about you know the things that transpired in your life and and the things and the events that happened that to get you where you are today and where you're at. You know, I'm proud of you. Just yeah. go ahead and tell you that now. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy for you and so you're doing I, your thing. So I guess uh, you know, going back to elementary school, you know, grew up in Rosemont Park. Mm-hmm. It was it was an awesome childhood, man. I mean, you know, that was damn. 10, 15 of us, aged from 15, I guess, Donald Shedd being the oldest, down to, I don't know, Tommy Smith, his mm-hmm. younger brother, you know. And uh, we all just played in the streets, you know. It was Frankie, Wiffle ball. Frankie Fletcher's over there, yeah. Scott Crabb, Tony Hall, Ken Irvin. I mean, like, you know, that, that made us better. Mm-hmm. You play with better people, it makes you better. That's right. It does. You know? And, uh, man, it was a cool childhood, man. I mean, like, whatever sport was in, that's what we was playing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it was back then. You know, if it was baseball season, you played baseball. Yeah, that's right. You know, damn there, you don't never play damn football in the summertime. I mean, no, it right. not in Georgia. No. <laughs> no. no. But, uh, you know, so we all kind of hung out together and grew up. Well, then, you know, Donald, this is in the 80s. You know, back then, you know, it's kind of like just smoking weed and drinking and of course, we all looked up to Donald, mm-hmm. so it just kind of transpired. Like it just all kind of rolled downhill. So Donald did it. Keith Shed wanted to do it, and of course, we all looked up to Keith. Me and mm-hmm. Scott Early, and Scott did it. I did it, mm-hmm. and then Tommy did it, and it just all it just it kind of started with you know. I think I took my first sip of alcohol, and that's probably third grade. Oh wow! Yeah, like Bacardi one fifty one. Got it out from underneath George Smith's sink. You know, and then stealing cigarettes from my granny. You know, of yep. course, my grandparents, they always had money and they always had two liter Cokes. And the joke around our house was the only time there was a two liter Coke ever in our house was like usually three or four events. It was, 
a holiday, major holiday, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. maybe Fourth of July, this Easter, maybe Easter too. But damn, all the other ones, eh, you ain't. But somebody's either dead or, and that was about it. Yeah. So, you know, back then, Joyce raised all three of them boys, so she never really had extra money to buy stuff like that. I mm-hmm. mean, just didn't raise up on sodas. So I would always go over to my granny's and steal cigarettes and two liters. Yeah. <laughs> go over and hang out with hang the out. cool kids. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that was kind of like my, I come bearing gifts. That's too fun. <laughs> Let's smoke some of that weed. <laughs> yeah. So we hung out on the dirt hill, and it just kind of went from there. And then uh, I'd say probably about sixth grade, I got on that skateboard. And then uh, I kind of quit hanging out with him because, let's be honest, too, skating in Lindell in the 80s, he was mm-hmm. a weirdo. You was not cool. No, you was not cool. Yeah. That's true. But That's I true. I was damn passionate about it, mm-hmm. man. Like, I felt a sense of freedom, man. It was just... You know, I've I've always been a damn adrenaline junkie. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm running from the police on damn motorcycles and go karts at third, fourth grade, yeah. Rosemont Park. You yeah. know, uh, so when I got on the skateboard, you know, I kind of started coming downtown, and you know, then your butterflies start getting after girls and all that, and I was just running around them, and I really didn't even I didn't do any drugs or nothing in the middle school mm-hmm. at all. Like I just I, I almost kind of thought I was better than that. You know, mm-hmm. and then get to about the eighth grade, and uh, I was always I always dated girls from Darlington and other schools because I always thought the girls from Pepper was redneck. I mean, I'd sneak out with them or do something like that. But yeah. I just, you know, and then I started catching feelings for uh, Sissy Chester and a couple yeah. of them other girls <laughs> yeah. in eighth grade, and I was like, man, what, what can I do? You know, and I kind of started looking at all the boys they was talking to, and they was always damn. Football players and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hated football, man. I went out football, like junior peewees at Tweet League Field. They'd show up. They, I was always a fat kid, too. Man, I wasn't fat, but I was always chunky, yeah. thick, you know. And uh, they'd just pull up and throw all the damn pads, shoes. You might get a pair of pants. Mm-hmm. You might have one thigh pad and a butt pad. and that, That's all you got. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. Yep. There ain't no damn official coming out there saying, hey, you can't play because you ain't got pads yeah. like we do now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it was just kind of like you played with what got handed down to you. Now you can run out here to a damn academy and something. You buy a damn suit up. Yeah, man, for a hundred bucks. I mean, it's so affordable now mm-hmm. for your kid to play ball, but this is back then. So anyways, man, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out for football. It's going to get me chicks. It is going to get me chicks, <laughs> man. Right. And I didn't know how damn good a shape I was in, really, in eighth grade. It's all that skating you did. It was all that skating yeah. you did. Well, it's not sitting at home playing video games. Yeah. It's... It's being outside and being active. Yeah, I mean, I, I would skate downtown every single day, right. you know, every day. And uh, I always say that people that skate probably have the same endurance as people that play soccer because it's just yeah. nonstop. It's well, back and forth, back and forth. It's just cardio. I mean, yeah. it's just being yeah. outside, you know, yeah. today. you're always pumping your leg. You don't realize it even when you're pumping your legs. I mean, you know, you're just, you know, people ask me all the time, like, what core, do you do for your calves? Super like, strong. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I still don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't, I'll never have to. Like, yeah. that muscle developed when I was 10. Yeah, yeah, I think you got my calves yeah. uh, I, that I was supposed to get when I was a baby. I never got. I still don't I took have. A <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember going out for uh, middle school football, and uh, yeah, I had to go up against like David Henderson, and you know, of course, Andy. He was always big, but let's be honest, man. We got in sixth grade, man. David Henderson was he was, he was a man. He was a grown man. man. Yeah, dude. yeah. I got he was damn, the the gym and was changing clothes. He was strong, man. 
Yeah, he was. He was strong. Yeah. I, I remember going up against him in scrimmages and stuff, and he was a lot stronger than you thought he was. He had down uh, the full hair back beard yeah. everything I yeah said, what the hell are we going to school with a 10th grader for look you know? I, i'll tell you a story on him when i played baseball I was, it was like i think i was 10 or 11 years old and we had to play against him he played with the destroyers that was me and i remember that joker hit two home runs yep. against us and you remember uh coach uh ballard peewee's daddy yeah, yeah, yeah. that joker was over there Dog cussing the other coach. I remember that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he ain't no way. He's a ten year old yeah. kid. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, remember I was that. on that destroyers team, and yeah, it was that was Mr. Reeves was our coach. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, to, and dude, he, not get I'm too far ahead because launched him. I want to tell another beautiful moment too. Uh, yeah. I can remember, and I will always remember this, Robbie. You could always hit the ball. Yeah, dude. I, but I you could. could never get to base. I could not run. You couldn't run. Yeah, I know. I remember. I remember playing. You bad, know, when I played. I, I will never forget. You hit it to the damn fence. I want to say in right field. Yeah. And you ran to first base and slid in first base. Yeah. And made it. Yeah. That would have probably like damn 10 million likes right now if it would have been. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, that was a You're right. freaking badass moment, man. Yeah, I will right. forever remember that. I remember what, like that. I remember when that happened because I, uh, I was on second, uh, playing second, and I booted a ball. And uh, I was like, man, I can't believe it. And then the, the kid that like we switched out second base, he was like, I'm going in the next inning. Coach is putting me in. And I was like, man, I was so mad. And I went up there to hit. Mm-hmm. And when that little kid was pitching, it was like this little blonde headed kid. Man, he could throw it hard, too. Dude, I just launched it. And I was uh, I was too busy watching it to try to get – I almost right. got through out at first base. <laughs> trying you to made it. it. Yeah, I made it. That I was your it. first hit. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. I smashed it. it was I crazy. suck at games, man. Like, it, it, I get in practice, man, I could fucking crush the yeah, ball, man. Yeah. Like, I get in a game. Ah! Nerd, nut up. I don't yeah. know why, but just nervous. Yeah, whatever. yeah. No, it's it. I was one of those at practice that kill it, man. I could hit it anywhere. You remember? Yeah, I could hit it yeah, yeah. I remember. Crush the ball. Yeah. I don't know. Get in a game, miss it by three foot. I tell. I tell, I try to tell my. I tried to tell Tyler when he. You know, he played baseball all the way up until he was like 16, 17. But I told him I was like, man. I, and I even when I coached, I would tell kids. I would say, just remember these these things we do today. You're not always going. You're gonna have. You're going to go through all kinds of trials and tribulations in your life. And if you think getting beat today is the hardest thing that ever happened to you, it ain't. Mm-hmm. Just wait because there's, there's a lot harder life. So enjoy what you're doing now. And these people you're playing baseball with, these will be your lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. These are people you'll see the rest of your life yeah. that you'll know. And you'll always have that camaraderie and that connection with them. So I'd always try to explain to them life's bigger than baseball. You know, yeah. If you get beat, you know, you, you get beat. Now, I remember one time we got, we got the shit beat out of us over in Alabama. It was in a tournament. And I told the kids, uh, we got, I mean, we got smoked our first two games and then the next game's pool play. And I was like, we played so bad, the governor called me on the phone and said, we're not even allowed back in the state of Georgia. <laughs> and they're going to arrest me in Alabama for impersonating a baseball coach. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. And then we came back and won the tournament. We played like five games in a row. Had to win. We won five in a row to win nice. the whole tournament. So. But yeah, I had some good times with baseball uh, playing when I was little and, and remember those things. And and then even coaching too, and getting to share those things with my kid uh, while he went through it too. So. Baseball was fun. It was. Yeah. But um. So, anyways, I remember going out for football, and I don't remember how good of a shape I. I mean, I didn't realize how good a shape I was in, and they put me up against David Henderson. They put me on the line. I was like, uh, "What do you want me to do?" And I remember, who was it? it was Coach? Was it Coach Jones or was it? I know it was Coach Dewey. But did Coach Jones help with the middle school team back yeah, then? Yeah, he was. I thought he was. It was, it was, well, it was, yeah, it was Coach Jones, it was and, Dewey. 
trying to remember if Henderson helped. I don't know. No, but not I know with he middle was, school because yeah. he didn't come there until we was in high school. That's right. He was That's right. Coach. That's right. Mm-hmm. He was definitely Dewey. Yeah, it was definitely Dewey. And I think it was Coach Jones. Because Dewey, Dewey was the all Dewey was a line coach anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put me on the line anyways. He's like, get the ball. Okay. We'll take a snap. Try to hand it to Jermaine. Man, I'd get the damn ball for you to hand it to him. Yeah, quick. Just there. Yeah, just, and then next thing you know, I thought, man, this is pretty good. All right, cool. And then, so we ended up winning yeah. that year. We beat East Strong. We got hell beat Beat them six to eight. We did. And then I think West Strong beat us. But that was earlier in the season. It was earlier in the season. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it was a close game. It was a close game. But West Strong beat us. Yeah. There's a lot of trash talking in that, that game. Was a that, lot was of a, trash that was talking. that that was Remember an ugly George Neal, man, he was a yeah. freaking giant. Yeah. Man. That was an ugly game. It was. Uh, that was our first game. Wasn't it? It may have been. I think it was. It may have been. And, and then East Strong beat West Strong. Yeah. And then we beat East Strong. We beat East Strong at East Strong. Six to eight. At East Strong. Yep. Six to eight. Yep. Yeah. We were yeah. rocking the bus. We was. It was awesome, It man. was great. It was. Because we weren't supposed to win that game. No. we was, That was a special group of kids. It man. was. It really was. You it know? really and, was. And then and that's what kind of I feel like, you know, just even those three or four years with that that age group all the way through Ken and that class – Meshed together, and they, was, they were unbeatable. Yeah. They really were. For yeah. a season, unbeatable. And we were never the biggest no. team. Uh, but there was just a lot there. There was, man. The mill. It's just a, it's just a good vibe down there, yeah. man. You I know, always, I always, always tell people, too, like, you can't really understand the culture of, of football in Lindale. Uh, and just you continue to experience it. Because, I mean, I, we'll go through there, and when they start practicing, uh, that, that little soccer Field, whatever near the gas station over yeah. there, where we used to go fight at the gas station. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, that uh, <laughs> maybe at the store. Maybe at the store. Yeah, <laughs> that you got you got four different teams practicing on that thing, and then those kids leave practice and go to the game, and all the kids are wearing the jerseys, and it's just a cult, man. It is. And that's I think that's what Jeff Honeycutt's doing right now over at Model. Yeah, he's, he's building a, a, the good. cultures. I see the culture over there, man. Yeah. It's it's the same thing that we. Yeah, grew he's up doing with. a great job. He is. He is. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know My that. daughter's at Model, and I'm glad of it. I would yeah. love to play for him. Yeah, he, he, they're going to be. They're going to be. He's a much cooler version of Lynn. than Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> Lynn's good too. Lynn, right? Lynn was yeah. rough. People yeah, Lynn was rough. There was no. There was no gray area with Coach. <laughs> no, no, good. no, yeah, he tried. He was tried rough with me. We talking about uh, uh, Coach Dewey, Mr. Dewey. You know, I, we have he Mr. had some calves. Yeah, we have we have Mr. <laughs> and Dewey. A stash. This guy looked yes. like Mar- Super Mario Brother. It's like he if he wore a red hat and a bear a red suspenders or what red. Uh, what is it? Uh, overalls mm-hmm. with a blue shirt. Right. He looked just like Mario. Yeah. I did a job at his house a couple you, years ago. You, really? Is he still around here? Yeah, yeah. He lives somewhere out in Model. Do you remember? Really? Do you remember in the middle school when Danny Easterwood swung on him? I do. And he bellied it back, suplexed him. No. Like, I do. Like, I remember when in the gymnasium. I remember when Richie hit Kitten. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, not yeah. bring that up. Sorry, Kitten. <laughs> But yeah, when he when he because we were all we were all kind of scared of Danny because Danny Danny was Danny was rough yeah and, then, and he was bigger than everybody else yeah Mr. Dewey bellied it back suplexed him and he said he said I'm gonna call my oh, mama yeah 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 and he's yeah, like I do go remember. Call, he's like go call your mama yeah I do <laughs> so, remember that it happened in the gym didn't it it yeah, did happen it in, did. The gym. in the gym I remember yeah. that yeah yeah we had, and I got another Danny Eastwood story and I'll quit picking on him but yeah. uh, please don't come beat me up Danny. But he uh he's probably asleep somewhere. He used to take everybody he used to sleep all the time. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> joker slept every class. Everywhere. I but I remember in fifth grade, he used to steal everybody's macaroni and cheese. And we were scared of him, so hell we'd just give it to him. Yeah, he'd take everybody's macaroni and cheese. So <laughs> macaroni wasn't worth an ass whooping, so, was it? No. no. So, but do you remember Mark you remember Mark Thomas? 
Yes. So Mark Thomas was like, I'm going to fix his ass. So he got, he went over there and pulled the biggest, longest, greenest looking booger oh. out of his nose and stuck it in that macaroni and cheese. Mm. And so, of course, here comes Danny, sits down, he starts snatching everybody's macaroni and cheese. And so Mark's like, here, you can have mine. So they give him his and he, start, he starts eating it, you know, and he's already ate like four cups of macaroni and cheese. And so he starts eating Mark's and Mark's like, ooh, Danny. There's a booger in that macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and, dude, he throws up macaroni and cheese all over the lunchroom. Oh. It's like, I'm talking projectile vomiting macaroni <laughs> and cheese all in there. And then there starts a chain reaction. The other kids are like, <laughs> Like, uh, what's the most? Uh, it's great. Oh, God. Stand by me. Yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody peeks near everybody starts peeking. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. So it's crazy. But, yeah, uh, but yeah so. All right, so now you're playing yeah. football. And now I'm playing you, football. You're, yeah, you're showing, good you're, stuff. You're showing your skate skills and I your am. endurance, and they're like, "Damn, where's this kid been all this time?" It's exactly what they yeah, were saying. Like, yeah. what you been doing? I ran a mile and like right at four minutes. It was right. crazy. Yeah. I threw on the black top at the gym, like running like a gazelle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, get to the end, just you know, no making laps <laughs> past Ike and Jermaine yeah. and you know Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then get to the high school. And uh, I always had a pretty serious girlfriend, you know, and kind of always put that first before business. Mm-hmm. And that was probably my biggest downfall. And then um, me and uh, I think it was old Holly. Remember old Holly Brazier? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, her and I, we was kind of, we grew up in Rosemont Park, yep, rode yep. the bus together. Well, we finally become a couple. And then, uh, of course, I get up there to uh, about 10th grade and then started catching feelings for my ex-wife, Crystal. yeah. yeah. And then uh, that kind of started taking place, but to get to to stay on track and not jump because of the story, I, man, I can go back and forth. And I, I know kinda, that's what we could. Yeah, I know. it's hard to do. <laughs> so, but you know, ninth grade, man, going out for football, and it was just, it was honestly a little too serious for me, man. I, I was always one of those. That just, I just want to play, dude. It's a job I, hey, over there. Felt like I was good enough to always play, not put in the work, which yeah. is selfish. Yeah. But you know. And, Let's be honest. I mean, you know, it's hard to play for Honeycutt. Yeah, it is. Then, it, 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 very, it, very, it very much was. Yeah, no. demand, you had to live it. Yeah. It, it. He 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 demanded you to live well, football like he did. Yeah, and, you know, I never had that relationship with my daddy. You know, and I was, you know, dumbass and worthless and this, that, and other. And then get up there to the high school and you're hearing it from a coach, man, after school. It's like, man, damn, dude, I can hear this at home, man. Yeah. What the hell? Like, it ain't. This Trying to watch my TV. Yeah, this isn't worth it, man. I get it. You know? And then I went back out my 10th grade year and I was on uh, intensive probation. Man, that's that's the summer that I gained about 25 pounds of muscle and mm-hmm. came back. Everybody's like, oh, man, he's on steroids. Like, man, it's, it's 19 damn 91. Yeah. I got a damn $7,000 fine. No way damn going. You know what I mean? You can't damn find damn steroids. A 15-year-old kid can't find and damn if steroids. You could, Come you on, can't man. afford them. You can't afford them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where the hell would you even get them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can get on some black website now and find <laughs> it and get in some wormhole and go find it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, this is damn... 30 years ago, man. Yeah. So, it's just haters. Yeah, 30 had, years ago. I had, I know, right? I had 30-pound dumbbells and a damn wooden bench, man. And I've, I've got a bunch of those CDs. Remember how they used to have those CDs? The and, workout CDs? No, the back of the magazine, you can get like eight CDs for like mm-hmm. oh, yes, six ninety nine yes, or something. It's yes. really like $100. Yeah, you're... I did that. I did that to my mom like twice, man. <laughs> 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 like, oh, man, you get like eight CDs for like $10. It's a deal. It's yeah. a deal, yeah. 
and then you started getting boxes of CDs. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Who is Clannad? Yeah, right. So I had to. I think who sings "Eye of the Tiger"? Survivor. Survivor. I thought it was. Yeah, that was that was my jam. That that was the song that really got me in there so about 15 I, I mean i literally gained about 20 pounds of muscle over that summer and then i came back went back out for football and that was when uh things with holly and i got a little bit more serious and um uh, you know just serious relationships in high school suck man yeah i can give any, kid, like any advice man have fun dude don't, don't be get, serious with don't yeah, be serious don't, don't be that pre-married man come on man like i married my high school sweetheart that you know now we're divorced right penny kilgo i mean you know penny and uh what was his daggum name jamie uh, jamie, jamie yeah, yeah. Like, man, they dated from like fifth grade yeah dude. they did until like three four five yeah. six uh, hell i don't know eight years ago yeah, yeah. so yeah but same person for so long sometimes it works and sometimes it don't but so getting you know and quit football again and i'd say that that you know me and jody parr that whole our whole class like you you stayed on track y'all stayed on track but our class let's be honest like <laughs> class 93 didn't give two shits no uh, we no, didn't we really did like it that whole nirvana every that that was our era yeah that's what i tell people like we we were true gen xers yes we really were absolutely we didn't get our feelings hurt no, no. we we, we we were pretty damn tough, but was, but, but but we let we let things roll off of us. And we did what we wanted to do. We did, and you know, in the class, like I, I can rem specifically remember being at pep rallies, and it'd be like the seniors, like everybody's going crazy, crazy. Yeah. Then the juniors, crazy, and then the tenth grade. Oh, and it started actually at our ninth grade. Yeah, yeah. and then like they'd be, like, all right, freshmen, take the floor, and they'd be like, everybody's just looking Shana at each other. Shanna Gold and yeah. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Allison Blaylock, like yep. four or five of them would stand up, yep. and that was it. And the rest of us were just looking. And then at each it other. almost become a joke, like a. Well, it, it became it, our motto. It was our motto. Care, defa, defa care, yeah. Yeah. care, care. And it was a sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. even as seniors. Yes, we still didn't yeah. do it, like at all. The <laughs> no, yeah, we were not the class. That <laughs> we just weren't. We just wasn't. I mean, like, we and were, we had some good we, athletes we in this had class. Damn good athletes in that class. We really did. Yeah, but yeah, we had some damn good athletes in that class. We man. did. We really did. Half of us didn't play because it was too serious down there i think a lot of the kids that played baseball like you know danny dover and a couple other people y'all i mean they all played baseball growing up and yeah. and if those like you know you got uh gary burnett yeah I'm tell you right dover, now. Those guys, if those guys would have played high school oh, man, man purple would have won we, state we'd four years it. in a row hey i'm I mean, gonna tell you right now chris crook was one of the best basketball players i ever yeah, played yeah, with. yeah 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 hell yeah he yeah. was but he you know shane parson yeah shane too shane tried yep. yeah yep. horn Yep, just Honey, couldn't, couldn't, just couldn't it, do it. That, Chris McBurnett. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Freaking phenomenal athlete. You get yeah. damn Chris would beat your ass at badminton. Yeah, Here's, I mean, just I think here was the biggest problem, and this is not a smash on Coach Honeycutt. It really wasn't, but I I think I, it's a terrible idea, in my opinion, to have your athletic director to also be your head football coach, uh, because those other sports. They suffer. The only importance it is is all season training for football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't need your best basketball players on the court. What I need is my football players on the court getting so they're staying active. So they're yeah. staying active, getting yeah. ready for football season. Yeah, that's what happened, man. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's what happened. Yeah, that's why the Chris Crooks weren't playing basketball. That's why a lot of those. Now you had a few guys that only play basketball. I get it, but even though Lynn Huffstetler, yes, even I mean, one I glad Lynn was. 
a ball player. Yeah, yeah. he was. He deserved yeah, he a chance. Yeah. He was on our Dodgers. I mean, not Dodgers. On our uh, Destroyers team. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had some good. Athletes. We didn't lose. We didn't lose the Destroyers. Yeah. No, y'all didn't, because y'all had a grown man with a beard playing for you. <laughs> He hit two. He hit two home runs that whole season. That whole season, and it was in, in our game. game. In yeah. our game, yeah. And y'all but we us. didn't lose. But we didn't lose. We, I think we lost twice in three years. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. He put him in the parking lot too. Yeah, he he no damn cheap shot either. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he stepped on my foot when I was playing shortstop, and I went to cover second. And he stepped on my foot and I shoved him, and then I was like mean mugging him, and then I was like, man, this guy's gonna beat my ass. He was tough, man. I remember going against him in, in practice and stuff. We had tackling drills on the doing the line work you know when we're still separated in our groups and he was just tough yeah. yeah he was just tough he was he was strong he hit hard he was just tough yeah i think it's some of his childhood some issues sure stuff, just sure. growing up he was so. just country strong yeah you know yeah. and just he didn't get hurt he hurt you you know yeah. same way with that uh lamont 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 i see him at the gym every yeah now, i man. see lamont every yeah. once in a while i'm gonna tell you right now i was pretty lucky i never had too many injuries while i was playing football but I remember one time he gave me a stinger. Now, don't let his size fool you. He could hit. He would oh, hit. He would, he, would, he would hit you with every single thing he's yeah. got. I remember he gave me a stinger one time, and I thought I broke my shoulder. I didn't know what a stinger was. Yeah. And man, I had tears in my eyes. I was trying my best not to cry on the football field, but it hurt so bad. But it was Lamont's hit me just right, man. And I had a stinger on my shoulder, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I guess this opens up the invitation talk about my hit or, oh, yeah. or the hit from andy <laughs> so get back to the not knowing how i guess fast i was or good i was and i really didn't think nothing about it but when uh coach it might have been coach henderson or the coach henderson coach i can't remember if i was in eighth grade or ninth grade but he put me back there as on the return and it was this was ninth grade this ninth, was this was this was jv ball yeah jv ball so he, he vividly remembers <laughs> no i just remember it i don't remember that time i was paralyzed you? yeah right man everybody gets lucky yeah hey so he puts me back here and it's it's i think it might be me jermaine and ike and you know i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of gloating i'm like i'm the only white dude back here that's right <laughs> i got wheels yeah i got wheels so anyways it, we're up there on the big field and uh yeah, game, game day field yeah game day field and uh they kicked the ball i don't know who kicked it off anyways it, i was following the ball it wasn't a good kick it was a short kick yeah it was and i thought that okay at first i was going to run up and dive and catch it and i thought well hell that's stupid because then you're just down in the ball mm-hmm. so then I, I chose to let it bounce and then on the bounce i was going to catch it and I'd already, I was already, because I had, I had good uh, balance yeah. back then. It was hard, a, a low center of gravity and mm-hmm. just skating for so long. I just had great balance. Yeah. And uh, I'd already made it in my mind that as soon as I caught it, I was either going to spin left or spin right, whichever way was coming. And I was just going to, because, you know, you make a spin move and hell, you can get four or five yards. Mm-hmm. And then, but if I ever hit the sideline, it was over with. That's yeah. right. Like, ain't nobody, ain't no slow white dude down there catching me. Yeah. Right. So I chose to let it bounce, and then I'm following the ball, and literally as soon as I can feel the thread on the ball, lights out. <laughs> Boom, man. <laughs> I was like, who the hit me in the damn helmet like it? I'm telling you, i never seen it coming. And next thing you know, I just see Angie standing over me. Get up. <laughs> I don't know what he said, man. The smelling salts, like the whole nine yards, man. And that, I will never forget that. I don't, it, it, honest to God, it wasn't an intentional. 
I helmet, believe that. Helmet to helmet. I, yeah. It really wasn't. Yeah. It no. wasn't. But, it, you know, that was the, that's the dangerous thing about even practicing kickoff and kickoff return. You got guys just flying at each other. Yeah. They're trying to do away with that. Yeah, yeah. they are. They are. I they know. are. And it and it really wasn't. It was more of a situation where I went down to hit, and you kind of went down with the At ball. At the same time. And it just yeah. – it was an explosion of bodies. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, it, just, it was what yeah. it was. But I got up. Yeah, yeah you did. I, I mean, lived. I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, here, we yeah. here we are. Yeah. Yeah, here we are, here we are today. <laughs> I'm still – now, now, And today it would look like I would tell that story about him hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> Not eating through a straw. Right. <laughs> It's a win-win. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I, you know, continued on playing, and then uh, I actually quit the week we played Rockmart the year that we won state, which was selfish and stupid. Um, every time I go on Brian Pages to get my hair cut, I see the the banner of that, yep. that team, and I think there is only one person missing up there on that that damn picture and it's me yeah and i can't ever take that back i know, you know? man God, yeah. such a selfish move but anyways i mean i ain't saying i you know wasn't all that but i can remember coach honeycutt trying to keep me on the team mm -hmm. ken Irvin trying to keep me on the team like a lot of people mike robinson mm -hmm. i mean damn everybody you know and i just I don't know, man. I just it's I couldn't. Passion, it just man. wasn't. Yeah, man. Just, if it's not a passion, it's hard to spend your whole summer practicing football. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because that's what it was. I've always kind of felt like I never. I won't say not fit in. I just always felt like I was just going to be killing myself and not ever be good enough to to please anybody down there. Yeah, really. So I quit and. I'd say probably my uh, the half of my tenth grade year, the second half of my eleventh grade year was pretty dark. You know, when I say dark, I mean like we was we was doing a lot of drugs. I mean we was smoking a lot of pot, taking a lot of pills. I don't think I ever went to school sober my entire eleventh grade year. I mean, my, I, matter of fact, my eleventh grade summer going to my twelfth grade. Well, yeah, my eleventh grade summer going to my twelfth grade summer. I drank a fifth of Pepe Lopez every day. Woo. Every day. Really? $11.02. Yes, sir. Yeah. Every day. Me and Michael Page and Benji Johnson. You know, it was every single day, yeah. man. That was, that was not, don't eat, don't do nothing. That's what we do. And I'd say probably about two weeks before my, supposedly my, my senior year, <laughs> I, my mom asked me, she's like, the only thing I want out of you is to just go out, play a sport, and finish it. Mm-hmm. Just don't quit. That's all I want out of you. You got it. She sacrificed a lot of shit for me. Mm -hmm. She busted her ass for me. Her entire life. Like I was, it's no secret. I mean, I, I was the spoiled brat of our family. I had two older sisters, man. Never gave a damn lick of trouble. Never asked for nothing. Never needed nothing. My mom would drive damn Chattanooga buy me a pair of blue jeans. And damn 1990. Yeah. You know, um, she's a badass woman. So I went out. I go up there to the field house, and it's like the entire team, like the entire offense and defense, everybody who's who or whatever, we all go up there and, you know, basically pleading our case to Coach Honeycutt, you know, because I'd say there probably wasn't about one other person that was stronger than me in that class, and that was Mike Robinson, mm -hmm. you know, and I was training on my own. I wasn't up there at the field house and had some coach in my ear telling me and damn eight spotters spotting me, and mm -hmm. I, I mean, I did that on my own. I, I that was my passion was working out, mm -hmm. you know. So we go up there and basically <clears throat> they're all asking him, hey, coach, we need him, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no. I told him when he left that 10th grade year that he'd never play again. He wasn't ever going to play again. I kind of brushed it off. I thought, well, 
There's basketball, wrestling, baseball, and track. One of them coaches is going to let me play. Mm-hmm. I just I, I still thought that I could get around him, not knowing he's AD, and he really had the final say so. He controlled everything. He did control everything. He's the Godfather. So uh, you know, and so basketball season's coming up, and me and Coach Horn. We was always cool. Like, mm-hmm. I loved the hell out of Coach Horn. Like, I can remember my 10th, 11th grade year. I was in class with them, the Fountains, and all the, the goody, goody boys. I mean, Scott, uh, what's his name? Triglone yeah. and all them. Like, we had some killer-ass PE classes, too. But he'd always come in there and be like, Byers, what do you want to do today? I always chose wiffle ball. I love yeah, wiffle ball. Yeah, so much fun. Man, golly, if, you, man. if you hit the glass up there, it's home yeah. run. I mean, Dan Bannister, man, he's like the only left-handed person, man. He'd hit the damn window over there. It's yeah. like damn 50-foot for yeah. a home run. Yeah. Like, man, it's easy. I, yeah. swung, yeah. I swung a bat left-handed, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did? I do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I write right-handed. I'm just like my dad. I write right-handed, but I swing a bat in a golf club left. Huh, I didn't know that. I can't I can't switch it, though. Yeah. I wish well, I could. Yeah, me too. I can, I can slap it, but not... I can't. And I can't. Feel do, it. If I'm right-handed, I, I yeah. it's terrible. So I asked Coach Horn. I was like, Coach, man, let me get on that basketball team. He's like, Bars, I fire my ass quicker. Than- yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, <laughs> no, we ain't cool like that. Yeah. So oh, anyways, man. I, yeah, I so that. he got off the hook, and then we had that wrestling coach. I think his name was Coach Smith. Uh, the younger guy. Remember him? He came in probably about 1992. I remember the wrestling coach being Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson too. Well, yeah. and it was after him. It was after Coach Johnson. One hundred percent, a little short, shorter guy, kind of. Yeah, I think I nicer, do remember. Yeah, nicer looking kind of dude, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I was going to go out for that. Of course, he was too scared. It was his first year at the school. Yeah, he was like, no, 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 yeah. no. Like you cool, Rob, and everything. I see. No, nah, but we, I can't do that. Yeah. And then, uh, which brought come around to baseball season, and uh, they made the announcements. I go to the smaller black gym, and there, there's probably about fifty kids up there, and uh, coach. Fair had probably 12, 13 returning players, which mm-hmm. only allowed two or three spots right. for new kids. Right. You know, so he's up there and he's basically saying all his expectations. You know, I'm not going to have no troublemaker. I'm not going to da 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 da. And if you've never played baseball me for me before, I've never, he said, quote unquote, I've never had a senior come out on my team that's not played for me before and make my team. Pretty much saying, it's letting you know, Rob, you can leave. <laughs> right. Didn't ever say that to me. I actually had him for uh, pre-algebra. Algebra, yeah. I had him for algebra. And um, Coach Fair was a cool cat. He was, man. And then uh, so like the next day at class, I might even ask him after practice that day, like, hey, so, and I mean, you know, this is, I, how do you get a physical? Hell, I ain't had a physical <laughs> for something and I don't even know how long, you know? And he's like, yeah. oh, you can go to urgent care. He didn't say. Rob, I can't let you do it. He was the first person that told me that year that I can't. He just told me where I could go get my physical. And yeah. As soon as he said that to me, oh, I took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. I went and got it, came back to school the next day. He never one time pulled me to the side, never one time said no. Yeah. We had practice. I'd say the first two or three days, man, all we did was run, and I was hell-bent and determined to be first mm-hmm. at everything we did. I wanted to make it bad and uh i'd say probably about day four we was practicing all we did the first week was just run we did some pretty shitty drills and i mean i was just i'm not trying to brag i'm just telling you just the way it was i was just i was killing everybody mm-hmm. did everything we was doing man i mean like i was just He's proving a point i was man i had a chip on my shoulder and a player has them yeah 
Hey everybody, it's Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. Are you looking for something a little extra to get you through your day? Well, let me suggest Kill Cliff. Kill Cliff is a clean energy drink with a natural source of caffeine derived from green tea leaves. Whether it be the Kill Cliff for recovery, Ignite for that energy boost, or the CBD-infused Kill Cliff, they've got you covered. Go to CigarStoreIdiot.com, click on the Kill Cliff link, and use promo code CigarIdiots for some awesome savings. Kill Cliff, clean energy, killer taste. Okay, so we were talking, uh, you know, out there busting it out in tryouts of baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, okay, beating, yeah. you're beating everybody. Uh, you're finishing first. You're setting a precedence. You're proving a point. I am. And hanging out with teachers and stuff at school. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sitting with them and you, uh, you the bleachers. You turn into Eddie Haskell. I am like, turning into Mr. Eddie. <laughs> Mr. Cleaver? How <laughs> <can> I? <laughs> yeah, there was a new vibe going around school. Like, I, I can remember actually taking books home and like really seriously <laughs> yeah like no kidding man like i'd never took a book home and did any kind of extra work and uh just I, my even my grade point average went up like by two points which made it like a 2.1 <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah i was killing it so <laughs> i was proud of that damn thing man <laughs> no she, i actually i passed uh miss kaiser's class hell yeah like i was killing it man and uh so anyways second week of practice comes out and uh i'll never forget it uh coach fair was like so what position do you play i'm catcher he's like no clay's our catcher clay was your catcher yeah I catch coach that's what i do <laughs> so then we start throwing the ball i mean like everything was just man i just i felt loose man mm -hmm. i was i was happy i was content with who i was um i wasn't looking over my shoulder anymore i wasn't doing drugs at that point again uh stopped you know might have had a beer here and there but other than smoking pot or anything like that nah i didn't do nothing no more and uh so i was like i said you know i was just i was happy you know and um uh, I'll never forget it. Like so, our last day before cuts, it was a it was a Thursday, and uh, Coach Fair he goes out to the mound. He's got like a damn grocery cart full of balls, and uh, Coach Honeycutt was at the backstop. <sighs> Mr. Johnson, maybe Coach Henderson, and I want to say Mr. Murdoch. Remember Mr. Murdoch? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. So the there was a. a, a, a energy buzz going around like oh man you're saying rob man he's you know all this other mess and I, whatever so coach fair he's like all right we're gonna come out here we're gonna lay down a few bunts and then uh just start swinging away hey rob you're up first and i thought oh here we go <laughs> yeah and they're all like literally leaned up on, over you yeah at the backstop down there probably, on the old field and you probably felt that that old <sighs> that old feeling I kind did, of creeping man. Back in. i did and um i'll never forget coach fair asked me to you know lay down some bunts and of course i grabbed the bat and first thing i do is i grab the whole bat like this and fingers all oh, exposed no. Hell, i didn't never read the bunt man yeah. you know i ain't never bunted in my damn life yeah. man I, I ain't a bunter right. <laughs> I, I hit third yeah so anyways um uh, i go to lay down a bunt and he sees it right off the bat whoa whoa whoa, whoa. he comes up there and he, he's showing me how to hold the bat he's like boy you ain't never laid down a bunt no never never had to never, never had to man I, you know i ain't played baseball since probably fifth or sixth grade you know yeah. now i'm going out my 12th grade year right uh, that's let's be honest when you hadn't seen live ball hit the ball in a long time six years i don't give a damn if we are playing out there at 
Flint Hill Baptist Church yeah. with all the Silvers and all that and the Chris Crooks and the Lynn. We used to have some killer baseball games out there. Oh, yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. Yes. Football, baseball, like it was fun. Man. Yeah. Like we'd load up and it'd be down seven, eight on eight. Yeah. Like, we'd full full rosters. Yeah. Yep. And both and both of those two teams that out there playing at Flint Hill can make a make a bet. You make damn a, right. Two good baseball you teams. You damn yeah, right. Exactly yeah. right. Yes, and we all played with a chip on our shoulder. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So Anyways, I try to lay down a couple of bunts. I miss like the first three, and then I, it's almost kind of like you can see the coaches and stuff, or all, everybody behind the backstop kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of smirk, you know, yeah. laughing this that and other. Of course, he's like, "All right, just swing away." He throws like two balls, and I mean, I miss them by, I, dude, I probably couldn't even hit my car with the bat, man. I mean, I'm yeah. totally just pulling my head. Swing out of your shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not looking at the sky, man. Just mm-hmm. not, not even looking at a ball. Time he comes up there, and he's like. What the hell's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like they're all behind me, you know. Like man, down. And he said, uh, "In four years, you ain't never gave a damn what none of them thought, and now you do. Mm-hmm. Hit the damn ball." Yeah. Yes, sir. And son, he came back, and I just started peppering on man. I mean, crushing it. Three, four home runs. I think it hit out one. Probably landed about halfway between the ditch and the back of the fence, which is. It's a shot. Yeah, it's a shot. You know, it's a shot, dude. And uh, when I hit that one right there, I, I knew. And it was just – and then once I hit that one, oh, man, I was just hitting it wherever the hell. I was almost shifting my feet and hitting it to right just to prove a point. Mm-hmm. You know, that, once I got in my zone and I found the plane of the ball, it was over with. Yeah. Coach Honeycutt and all of them kind of was like oh, – yeah, they kind of walked off and almost kind of knew. Yeah. He needs to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, there's something different about this Rob than we've seen in a couple of years. But if you were just average, you would have never made the team. No. Even if you were a little bit better than some of the other ones uh, because you didn't play football. That's right. Yep. But, um, you know, I got my mom. He posted the 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 roster on his door that Friday morning. You know, my mom and I took me to school since eighth grade. I woke up that next day and got my mom to take me to school. We pulled around to the back where – that back little road was Miss mm-hmm. Kaiser and all them parked right there and all that. Yep. And the language arts teachers parked there, <clears throat> and I'll never forget walking up to that door with my mom. I went through all the names, and I it's almost once I got to about fifth or sixth spot, it was just the same old names. It was mm-hmm. the Jeremy guy, the Corey Livelys, the this, the that, the that, the Mike Robs, and blah 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 blah. Da da da, and you get down there to the end, it said Rob Byers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. No shit. Yeah. Like, I made it. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. This is a beautiful moment. It really was. And I went to a basketball game that night. And I had drank one damn beer, man. One beer. And uh, Coach uh, Farrah was in there. Mr. Johnson was in there. And then this old county cop came in there. And he'd rested me a couple of times for underage consumption. And we was hackling at the the referees and stuff and this that and other and and swear to God, man, like I I'd been way more drunk before school than I ever was at that game. Yeah. When I tell you, I'd have maybe one, no more than two beers for a fact, and I I was an experienced, yeah, drinker yeah. about this age. Like I almost had did it so much. I didn't even want to do it no more by my twelfth grade year. Yeah. Well, this wasn't this wasn't middle school anymore. You're a senior in high school at this yeah, point. Yeah. 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 So. He came down through there and called me out of the basketball game, got me outside and, and uh, gave me a breathalyzer. And I blew like a point zero one, and he's like, "You can't go back in there." And I mean, like the the entire gym got so quiet, man. 
I mean, it was just like all the teachers and all, all everybody goes when you're getting escorted out of a basketball game and the boys you're basketball. Everybody. You're in front of everybody, man. And uh, I'll never forget that walk and walking past Coach Fair. Um, so uh, get outside. He basically tells me I can't go back inside. I think it was all Mr. Johnson. Honest to God, I do. Do you, really do. Do you kind of feel like at some point they were just waiting? They're they're finding they're they're looking for their spot. Yeah. To, to yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's like I was, I was. They were waiting for you to yes. make a mistake. Yes. Um, I never put even put him, on, rub your put him on the put him on the team. We'll find something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But um, that's exactly what happened. And uh, so he wouldn't let me go back in there. And I knew when he didn't let me go back in that game that Coach Fair was going to kick me off the team. Mm-hmm. Literally go back to school Monday. Coach Fair says, after I call roll, I need to see you outside. I said, yeah. no, you don't. I took my books, threw them at my damn desk. Got my mom's car, went home, showed up at my mom, or showed up at my house about 1 o'clock. My mom's asking me, why are you home? Da, da, da. I'm like, I quit school. Fucking shit. I ain't doing it. Like, I can't. You know, I tried. I tried yeah. my damn just to, you know, I did my grades. I did this. I got off drugs. I I just wanted to play damn ball, man. Just just one last season. Just to see, man. You know, because I had a lot of <clears throat> resentment and all that. I finally go back to being a kid. Hell of a ball player at practice. Got there on the field, choked. I wanted to prove something. Yeah, I did, and uh, I never got that opportunity. So, whatever. Uh, stayed out of school about three days. Coach Fred come looking for me. You did, yeah, yeah. Got I, res- I respect Coach Fred. Uh, absolutely. To this day, man, yeah. I'm telling you, man, I, I I love him, man. He yeah. he came back. He said, "Look, man, I, I tried. You know, that just I can't. You know, my hands is tied and this that and other. But I, I do want to see you finish. So I came back to school yeah. for that reason for him. Yep." Not for myself, for him, because yeah. finally I had one coach down there that believed in me. Yeah. Coach so. Fair, solid guy, man. Yeah, yeah. solid and we, guy. And we're, he still to this day will stop and talk to me and mm-hmm. and and have a genuine conversation. It's never an in and out kind of yeah. deal, man. It's it's always how you doing, da da da. da what are you doing? That's, that's him and Coach Jones for me. Yeah. Yeah. I like Coach Jones too. Yeah, Coach, coach Jones. Jones was, yeah. I, you know, I always thought the world of Coach Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach Johnson yeah. was good to me. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Johnson was very good to me. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to to get to Coach Johnson, I started going to Georgia games, and uh, you know he's big time. Oh yeah, Georgia player. Yeah. But old Steve Bradshaw used to take me to the Georgia games, and they'd always tailgate together. And Coach Johnson's a model alumni too, so mm-hmm. so was Steve. So mm-hmm. you know, and I guess Steve kind of taught me up, and then he Coach Johnson kind of he he forgave me. Yeah. You know, now we're cool. Yeah. You know, just it, it was cool to see how my life changed and how all those coaches. Uh, Kind of when the ones that rooted for you and the ones that were that you yeah. felt that, that they were against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and it's funny we talk about that now. But life's so much the same way. Mm-hmm. Life is the same way. Like even though you you you're in a different environment and you're doing different things, and, and we even talked about this the other day. Um, people wait for you to fuck up. Yeah, they they, they wait for it so they can rub your nose in it so mm-hmm. they can talk about you. That, so they can so that, so they can make a spectacle out of you, and the best way to handle all that is to always prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. To leave them guessing all the time. So, but yeah, that that you know going into going into life and life experiences, it, it doesn't change. Yeah. There's there's people that's always going to have your back, and there's always going to be people that's trying to put something in your back. Well, so. like the saying goes, always refer back to you know keep a close eye on those people that don't that don't applaud when you win mm. yeah. you know watch those people yeah. they're they'll everywhere suck, they'll suck they'll suck keep the your life friends out close of you. and your enemies, enemies closer, closer. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean no that's, that's it 
That's it. I probably uh, should start at taking some of my enemies on uh, lunch dates yeah. and uh, let them catch up and let them get the truth, <laughs> yeah. whatever they hear. So. I just, you know, I like to surround myself with people that, you know, cheer for me. I cheer for them. You know, like, like Metcalf says, yeah. you know, why can't we all win? Yeah, you hang out with winners, you're going to win. Yeah. You hang out with a bunch con- of losers, you're going to win. You hang out with winners, the, the conversation's much different. Yeah. And it's, you know, you surround yourself with losers, you're going to be a loser. Yeah. So you graduate high school. I did not graduate. I went five years and uh, had to do my last eight weeks at the transition school over there. And I stayed in a cubicle for about eight weeks. My son was born, and uh even then, they tried not to give me credit. I think I had like 20 and a half credits, man. And I did everything. I did. I literally tried to get a high school. I didn't want to walk the field. When they at you know, because I wasn't going to walk with class, with class of 94. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, once y'all was gone, dude, it crushed me, man. Yeah, yeah. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Well, I it can, was. I, I could imagine. E- I could have easily graduated, man. I just, you know, I didn't have no support at home. Man. I mean, like my mom loved me to death, man. I just I couldn't. You know, it, it's it's very vital that kids in middle school and high school, man, no matter what, man, their parents have got to stay on their ass. They do. They do. got to, man. You know, they because do. kids start getting a little <sighs> emotions and some entitlement and a little bit of freedom, man. It's almost kind of like, you know, there's two types of kids. Some that listen to their parents and some that won't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ones that won't, you almost kind of have to stay after them and force them to because they want to make their own decisions yeah and they're not old enough to know the consequence of it no they're asking a hole in the ground yeah yeah yeah. they think they do they think they do but they totally don't so uh, i get out of high school man and my son's born my senior year in high school and uh that's a damn game changer yeah big time (laughs) i'm down there trying to work at lindale manufacturing third shift Uh, it's not about you no more it's not about no it is not and uh, my ex-wife, man, she just, you know, out there again, I'm still running the streets uh, with all my buddies. But I want to be a dad after I get a after I get a buzz. <laughs> yeah. I want to call her at 12 o'clock at night and go, let me see my son. You know, and it just, you know, just very immature. Mm-hmm. And uh, that went on about a year or so. And then my mom got diagnosed with cancer. And um, in that moment, I think my ex-wife kind of thought, oh, shit, Priscilla's going to die i mean you don't say cancer back then and it was it was a huge deal yep you know now it, it still is sure it's it very well is but there's a lot more science and research and procedures and stuff that's so advanced in the last 20 something years man it's, it's well, i mean there's a cancer center right there i mean just right down here on second avenue now where back then no, hmm. no i just didn't know how to it's even, a guessing game it was a guessing game you know and her body was ate up with it but me and my ex-wife, man, we finally got together, and it was it was cool, man. Like we was finally in love and in a good spot. Um, mom gets diagnosed cancer; she passes away. Little did we know, my ex-wife was pregnant with Leah, mm-hmm. and uh, in between, right before that, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but my daughter Julia mm-hmm. was born, and my gut instinct told me that it was mine but the flesh in me said run because i i mean i, I didn't even have a relationship with josh and now this this girl that I've, I've i've had a little summer 
thing with is now had a kid and now you're saying it's mine like i whoa mama's passing away like it was just it's so, it's way so too damn much for a damn 19 year old kid to yeah, absolutely right. way too much man and uh, not making excuses it just it just was man you know i didn't have any parental guidance saying hey you know what even if you're this that another we're going to watch this daughter and we're going to something i had nobody kind of come on man you need to you need to do this mm -hmm. you know so I, the easiest thing to do is to walk away that's the, that's the coward the easiest way out of something is just say out of hell with it you know so i did that but when uh crystal got pregnant with with leah man you know i i, I finally felt like it's my time to 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 grow up and uh, when i went through all the the doctor's appointments and and all that stuff hearing the ultrasound i never got to experience that with josh man and, you know and that's that's a bond that has to be created in the beginning mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm very thankful for mine and Josh's relationship. It took 20 something years for it to be beautiful, but you know, it, it was an instant with Liz just for the, it just, it was just a, a different timing of my life, man. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Liz born, everything's good, man. I doing drywall at that point and, uh, the economy's good and this, that, and other, and, uh, my ex-father-in-law helped me build a house and, uh, when I was building the house, um, you know, I, I smoked pot and drank very little. I never really liked drinking that much because mm -hmm. I always felt like it made me feel bloated. Mm -hmm. And I've always been kind of, you know, I don't know. Conscious about Conscious you. about my, 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 my weight and my mm -hmm. body. Uh, but <clears throat> when we was building that house, a guy showed up with some uh, crystal meth and uh, said, hey, man, we can get these floors done. We can, we can do this right here. And, hey, man, we'll lay these floors for two nights. And... I You're promise. like, no way. Yeah, I was like, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure enough, we I did it. And we did it. And, uh, my ex-wife actually caught me doing it in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got pissed and left. Said if she ever caught me doing it again, that, you know, she would leave with the kids and da 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 And I was like, okay, hell, that was stupid. That was selfish as hell. Mm -hmm. Stop. Right. And then uh, about a week later, I see that same dude down there at the Dragon Fuel getting gas and whatever. And, I had a little bit of smoke and I was like, hey man, I got just a couple more things in my house I could do. If I do that right there, I can get it done. You know, I thought I just need to be better about hiding it. <laughs> yeah. Not just doing it up in the house. Like, you know, go underneath that, go somewhere, mm -hmm. hide it and do it, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so I got some more and I didn't really even realize that, you know, <clears throat> after that first time, I really was hooked. I really was. I didn't think I was. It took a lot of, it took, it took nine years of doing it and then a year of being off of it to finally realize it all went back to that one time at my yeah. house because when i seen him at the gas station that second time i wanted it you thought about it immediately your brain just fired off it did yeah it did and uh, i've always been kind of a high strung person so that was like putting rocket fuel into a muscle car but yeah. you're justifying in your head as i'm i'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm, something I'm, done i'm taking it to to get yeah to get this just work to, done yeah. Yeah. Not just addict. to not just to get high. That's what an addict does. Right, right. Yeah. Justify totally. justify why yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. yeah, trying to make trying to shift blame and make your wrong a right, and it's not. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, man, that that, that life was so far long ago, man. Do you, it just do you know Do you know where where meth came from? Do y'all know? I don't. The devil. <laughs> well, well, yeah. You're partly right. Uh, it was uh, no, Hitler. 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 Yeah, Hitler. Yeah, Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was super Hitler. Sol yeah. Super soldiers. Yeah. 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 So these guys right. wouldn't eat and they wouldn't sleep. He just they would yes. fight. Yeah. And then they would fatigue out and be 
useless, you know. Yeah. So zombies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, so, I've read about that. Yeah, yeah, it's right. crazy. But it yeah, you're right, the devil. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty damn yeah. close. Yeah. So yeah, but um, so that you know, not to to rip off too many, but you know, it it all started at that time and then then it become like a weekend thing you know like I, we'd do it like on friday and saturday night the worst mistake i ever did was introducing it to my ex-wife you know i should have protected her and i wish i could go back and kick myself in the nuts for ever saying that it was right but you know she followed my lead and and did it because i guess she wanted to be with me yeah and she trusted you sure she did yep. you know and uh it, you know it honestly it was kind of fun at first man it was we thought it was harmless you know that but that was just the devil disguising it truly was mm-hmm. right and what turned from friday to saturday kind of went into sunday and then friday saturday sunday kind of went to monday and i thought well i can't do this during the week now it's just too rough on your body because you ain't sleeping that much and right. just so much and then next thing you know you need it monday because you did it all weekend long mm-hmm. well you know what that Can't means you need it damn tuesday because you did it friday saturday sunday and then you think all right well i, I can't do it tuesday and wednesday because i gotta kind of clean up a little bit for mm-hmm. the weekend before i do it again well, hell then it just become you Every know day. it did and then i was doing work for people and I wouldn't go back and it, I wouldn't even respond to stuff. I get halfway through a job and just wouldn't even finish it. Just, just random, embarrassed, ashamed, uh, quit working out. Um, you know, I couldn't go over to the gym and look at the people who I was working out with, with a conscious eye and in a, in a clean spirit of knowing that what I'm doing behind closed doors is right. You know, so I just, I just quit mm-hmm. and um, ultimately became pretty serious drug dealer and and, and uh, battling depression too i mean it's, i was yeah yeah um you know my dad uh got misdiagnosed at floyd hospital and long story short they killed him and I'm, uh, yeah man. so my, that's why my dad don't go to the doctor yeah too many stories <laughs> like that i swear to god he's my, like i'm not going up there and let him kill me yeah my grandmother my granddaddy and my mom all passed away in nine months yeah it's wow. heavy and we lived that's in a, that's a load. And y'all yeah. were close. Yeah, we lived. they lived on Hawthorne. I lived on Azalea, Rosemont Park. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Your whole you know, life, y'all are always with each yeah, other. Yeah, always. You know, there's three people that's gone. All of a sudden, all I got my dad and the one person on this planet I'm not closest to. And he's Fuck. looking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, but our, I'd say our last two years, though, man, was, was pretty cool. Good. Besides when I was dark. And then, um, you know, of course, then he, he kind of cut me off because I done went to the well too much and uh that that put a chip on my shoulder mm-hmm. too and uh then when that when he passed away man I, I was so numb from just all the meth man i couldn't even grieve the way that i should have honestly i was just at that point i was just kind of like well screw it you know um, you kind of threw the hat you threw your head in i did man kinda... defax took my kids um bank took my house took my harley took my truck uh go to jail they fi- i got into a uh, incident with uh some girls she called defects on us i had this other girl in my truck she called defects to her and we chased her down that girl jumped out of my truck hit her car punched her in the face and they arrested me for aggravated assault they arrested you arrested me yeah for aggravated assault because i followed her in my truck yeah i went to jail for six months my house went to foreclosure they put all my stuff into a storage container my ex-wife didn't pay the bill uh, so all everything lost that, everything everything that i had ever owned as an adult i yep. own my own since i was 19 all was my gone. mac henry baseball pitchers trophies 
my mom's wedding gown stuff you uh, never can recover tools never dude I, it, it, blue jeans um I, when i got out of jail i literally had uh, like a dollar 70 something cent check with no id some moldy ass boots because when they arrested me i was running from them i ran through a creek and they don't do <laughs> they don't do laundry up there at the jail no, not no, no. <laughs> they put it in a black ziplock or black bag and they put it in a in a freaking yeah they file it yeah so um that those clothes stayed locked up for about six months and then when i got out i literally had a wife beater some uh some moldy shorts and some moldy boots you like machine gun kelly i did (laughs) (laughs) how bad is six months in jail Uh, at that point it was terrible um i can imagine i I don't know if i could handle it because i didn't see my kids I had no communication with my kids. Um, I, didn't even, I, didn't even, I couldn't even make store to write letters, and if I did, I, I'm not. It was just it was a shit show, man. Bad dude. And then when I got out, I probably spent there was five years there, man. I would go for six months, get out for two months, go back for four months, get out for five months, go back for eight months, get out for three months, go back for three months. I mean, just a cycle, man. I couldn't. I couldn't. How? What do you think your total full time you spent in jail? If you had to put it all together, maybe six years. Jesus, really? Yeah, that's some that dude. That's crazy. So you just kept going in for drug charges? Yeah, yeah. Dirty urine, drug charges. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Because once once you're once you're on probation, you don't make bond. Right. You get arrested for anything, man. And mm-hmm. you know, and uh, task force they was after me. And they felt like hell if I was in there. I was off the street. They couldn't really catch me. Um, at the time, like I just, you know, um, I mean, I, I got arrested by um, one of the, he's a, I won't even say who it was, but I don't want it, to, it's all discreet, but I remember him picking me up and him just telling me specific things that they all knew about me. Wow. Where I was supposed to have been at a certain night. Uh, that, I mean, a lot of details, man. I know that I was still in power and just a lot of stuff man do you feel like i mean even when you tell me that and uh, i mean to me it kind of seems like it's you've always had to somebody's always over your shoulder like you're talking about them being over your shoulder at the baseball field it's like you've always had that like somebody over your shoulder Yeah. yeah um and then i I guess the wrong people over your shoulder yeah let me say that when i turned and then it seemed like w- once I become involved with the um, the Hispanic drug trade, it changed everything. Like there was a lot of money being exchanged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is very, very dangerous. fucking dangerous. It's very dangerous, you know, and I kind of thrived off that. I really did. You know, I, I was welcomed into a community down there where there was no other white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no blacks, no whites. Yeah. I mean, they... they tended to their own right you know, i was invited to places where common folk wasn't yeah and, or anybody and that's that, a, that gave me yeah. a sense of that's a, i don't know power yeah that's a that's weird. a terrifying world to be in. It i was, mean it's terrifying yeah because you can't really yeah, yeah. most people don't get out of that no um but i remember not really being robbed but you know i lost about i don't know six seven thousand dollars one night and told them straight up hey man it, I left it on top of the car. They drove off with it, and he's disappeared. What do you want to do? <laughs> so, Shit. That's, you're yeah, talking about having a hard conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of went crazy. Uh, but, you know, 
even yeah, it's just so crazy, man. Even in all those dark moments, you know. I mean, honestly, I could, you're, you're lucky to be alive right now. I was about now. to say, I'm surprised they didn't. I know. There was people being executed down there in Cedartown. Point blank range in daytime. Seriously. Hogtied. Shot in their front yard. Right in the head. Right in yeah. the face. Why don't yeah. you think they took that on you? I don't know, man. I don't know. God didn't. You had the right person looking over your shoulder that day. (laughs) And and that's what I was getting at right there, too, man. I can't tell you how many times I was in those dark moments. You should have been. And I still heard Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit telling me, hey, man, you need to get the hell out of here, dude. Right. Literally. You know, so. I know, um, you know, we kind of joke. Except Mama looking after you, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got a guardian angel for sure. Yeah, for sure. We talked about, we was talking about Breaking Bad and uh, before we even started. And then uh, we were talking about how. It's a good thing I never learned how to cook it. No shit. No shit. <laughs> Praise uh, God on that yeah. one. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But it's it, the situations in in the yeah in the I things can, that happen. I can relate to that. Dude, you, that yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, I couldn't watch that for a long time because it honestly. I don't think you would probably. I was watching. Watch um. Oh God, what was it the other night? I was watching uh, the crew, the, the dirt, mm-hmm. and watching Motley Crew and and, and uh, Nikki Six. You know. Use uh, a needle, firing yeah. up heroin. Yeah. yeah, thank God I never seen that. But yeah. you know, my my smoking habit turned into an intravenal habit. Yeah, and which I said I'd have never done. Sure, I mean, you know who who in the right mind says, "Hey man, we'll I'm gonna stick a needle in my arm and put drugs in it." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, so far from it, but it 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 grew to that. You know, so and and then that went on for probably about a year or two. Um, and uh, I got with my second wife. It's crazy how I met her, man. Um, <laughs> I actually met her kind of through a, a, a drug deal. You know, I, I felt like I would, there was something that kept calling me over there to their house. She mm-hmm. was dating another guy. I won't say his name, but they was dating. And uh, I, I was I was a drifter. I was a gypsy. I was living by myself, you know, and I didn't really have no intentions on being with any girl I wanted custody of my kids even though i was doing dirt like i was i was just so miserable you, was, you were homeless for a while yeah yeah i slept i stole a car to sleep in it yeah yeah straight up i did um so anyways um something kept calling me to go over there to their house and when i show up over there, man i just i had a, a crap ton of that and basically it was like here dude i don't i really don't know why i'm here <laughs> but uh, you know, something's telling me to be here, and here's $1,500 worth of stuff. Pay me when you get good and ready. What? Yeah, I know. It's weird. All day long goes by, and the next thing you know, uh, Crystal, my wife, shows up, and it's kind of like, I was like, oh, shit, who's that? You know, and <laughs> you know, I, I, you always breaking bad. Everybody's paranoid. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, he's like. That's Crystal. And I was like, oh, shit, who's Crystal? <laughs> it's my fiance. Oh, shit. So I, I run to the back of the house, and I go, I don't even know where I'm going in their house. I just run back there to the back of the house, and I get in this room, and I'm going through my phone and trying to find – I'm calling three or four different sources to come get me. Whoever gets me first is the prize, is, mm-hmm. is the winner, because mm-hmm. we're fixing to do drugs for free, Yeah, you know, basically. They, and they know it. Yeah. So I call three or four people. And she, she makes it to the back of the room back there, and I'm on my phone. She comes back here, and she's like, what the hell are you doing back here? And he comes back here, and he's like, hey, Crystal, Rob, Rob, Crystal. And we're just having this moment. She's staring at me, and I'm staring at her, man, and it is like 
starstruck almost, seriously. And there was a lot of pain in both of our stairs. And he's like, hey, I got an idea. Uh, Crystal, why don't you let uh, Rob drive your car? Because I was going to, and I would rotate vehicles when I would go transport. Sure. That way. I wasn't in the same vehicle. I mean, I had four or five different cars. I would borrow and run and do mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's just on the spot, and she looks at me, man, with just cold eyes, and is like, why do you need my car? And I couldn't lie to her. I just said, go get more dope. She literally just kind of looks at me. She goes from my toes to my head, like just, Okay. And turns around and walks off, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so, kind of go back in there, and, and you know, we, we all just kind of hung out there for a couple of months. And then uh, their relationship got damaged, you know, because of me. You know, there was never, there was never no um, infidelity at that, at that point or nothing, because I'd already did that one time with another friend of mine's partner mm-hmm. and i swore to myself i'd never do it again mm-hmm. and i didn't i wasn't there for that reason i just i don't i don't know man it was this guy pulling on me and telling me to go and now looking back at it i mean we got two beautiful kids and this that and other it's just crazy how all that worked out and kind of just it, it it happened so fast man our relationship was this wild and hot and reckless and intense and, and good and damaging and every emotion that there was in a relationship her and i've had yeah 100 percent. you know uh, she stuck with me man she you know she got pregnant i think about 30 minutes after her and i hooked up <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, she's like i'm pregnant and I, I remember matter of fact i'm not surprised she, i was being I, I was in jail and uh Right before I went to jail, man, like my sisters come looking for me. And they're like, "Hey, uh, my sister." No, like this is back before you could find people on them cell phone mm-hmm. or this side. No, we didn't communicate like that. They left a note on Crystal's door in Twickenham, and I don't even know how they knew I was over there. But they uh, they left a note on the door and said I need to get in touch with them. Basically, my <clears throat> Floyd Hospital had killed my daddy, mm-hmm. and then my dad's second wife filed a lawsuit against them mm-hmm. and we won yeah well or she won well by law she has to the the heirs of that person get the the, the win, settlement the settlement you know so she had to split it with me and my sisters mm-hmm. which was you know it was, a, it was a considerable amount it wasn't hundreds of thousands of dollars it it was less than seventy thousand dollars so, but that, man, that, that's so it, I know, man, it, it, wow. but it, it come in my life where it gave me stability sure. because I was homeless, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, the first thing I honestly wanted to buy and I'd be lying was a Chevelle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I want an apartment. They don't want a Chevelle, but, uh, I knew it was going to come, but I obviously didn't get one, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, me and Crystal hooked up and she, uh, uh about three days later I went to jail. I think somebody set me up. Uh, yeah, called my probation officer, and maybe I, I got clean for about three or four ex, days. No, it, it, I think I know who it was. I got you. I know who it was, but I, literally, I smoked dope, and then like thirty minutes later, my probation officer called me and told me if I wasn't up there at five o'clock that he was going to issue a warrant for my arrest. And this was like Thursday. Yeah. 
at like yeah. four o'clock and I had an hour to get there and, and I just had smoked at three o'clock and I would, I'd been clean for three days. I could have passed that piss test. Yeah. But literally 30 minutes after smoking, he called me. I go up there, put me back in jail. Crystal comes up there about a week later. I think I slept for about a week up there in the jail and she comes up there and she has a ultrasound thing. She just sticks it to the glass of the visitation and i'm like what the hell is that because i've never seen an ultrasound picture like a a, a a higher definition picture right and uh, i was like what the hell is that i thought she cut it out of a magazine because she'd always make these little things she cut clippings out of magazines and i don't know what you call that and you post it over stuff you you what 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 is that what i'm not trying to say i know what you're talking about some kind of art that like, you do like book scrapping or whatever Mag macrame is that what it's called i'm not sure I'm not but you know you yeah. get it. it has little but uh she would always do that kind of stuff and she was good at it and uh she brought it up there and I was like, what the hell is that? And she's like, it's an ultrasound picture. And I was like, of who? Is that a kidney stone? Like, my baby. Or, or It's a baby. And I was like, whose? It's mine. I'm like, who's the daddy? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's yours. You might. You know, and I was like, I, I literally, I stood up and asked the guard to take me back there. And I thought, man, come on. I'm fixing to get this money. You homeless. I'm homeless. <laughs> Come on. No, I, I did not just fall off the back of the damn turnip truck. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, this ain't going down like this. No, I'm, we're done. Me and you's done. You know, like, I no. I'm going to get my kids, and I am not worried about being with a girl. And uh, anyways, I get out, and sure enough, it, Gracie's mine for sure. Yeah. You know? uh, but first two years of our relationship was pretty rough, man. She she got clean, and I kept using. And those, those last two years, I was – I was pretty bad on the on the needle and everything, you know, just hiding it. And we move into a actually we didn't move into the house. We move into a, well, we was about to move into the house over in Selenies, and uh, she she was so done with me, you know. She tried to leave a couple of times. I talked her into coming back, and I told her that last time I was like, you know what, if you come back, I'll go to rehab. Or I tried to even enlist in the army and the Marines at thirty two years old, and they wouldn't take me because of all my past yeah, yeah. not even the national guard would take me oh wow yeah i tried to just get the hell out of town i couldn't i didn't and, want to go to rehab I and, didn't. and you know hindsight you think about it too like getting out of town situation like that sometimes that's the best thing for people to get away from yeah. those old connections yeah you got to get you away have to get away from you them. have you to get, cut them off you do man and, and that's tough man because you know when when you're when you're a convicted felon it's hard to find a job and when you got dirty urine it's hard to find a job mm -hmm. so and i, I couldn't get rid of both of those so you know i would always go back to selling dope to make money yeah you know and i'd already burned all that was the sure, that was your sure thing it was always you know i always had a hookup and uh i was always able to i don't know get it to people so mm -hmm. but uh to the selling these house like so crystal and i we was going to do an owner financing and we needed her uh tax return to put down on the house and uh, she caught me using dope over there because I, you know, at that time, only help I had, only help I could help, only help I could find to help me move furniture was just people that did dope. Sure, it's crazy. You, you can't pay somebody a hundred dollars come help you, but you get a quarter gram and you have two people you come have help two you. People, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's That's it's crazy. twenty dollars worth of dope. Yeah, isn't that isn't it insane? It's, it's, that's the way it was. Though. Yeah, but um, so I I used honestly to kind of get help. I. I Man, after I lost my kids and stuff, no, then last six months, man, I, I wanted out of it so bad, mm -hmm. man. I just, I didn't know how to get totally away from it. Right. And, uh, it's 
comes over there and I'm high. She leaves. She comes back. And I'm like, I'll go to rehab tomorrow. And uh, this was a Sunday. It was April the 12th, 2009. And uh, we had a little blow up mattress over there. And I tried to spoon up to her. And, you know, that was one thing that I could always kind of count on with her. It was like, once we always kind of made love, it always made it go away, yeah. you know. And uh, so she wouldn't even let me touch her. And uh, I rolled over and I looked at the ceiling and my first response in my head, go do more dope, you know. And uh, that was the first time I'd heard God talk to me and tell me, hey, if you want all this to end, come outside. Let's stop it right now. My first response back to him I mean, this is all going on in my head. You know how you talk to God in your head? Yeah. I do anyway. Yeah. Right. And uh, and uh, my first question to him was, you're not mad at me? And he said, Rob, that's not of my nature. I've never been mad at you. Mad is a whole different other feeling. Upset? Yeah. Because there's forgiveness in upsetness. Mad is mad. Yeah. You know. And he said, I've never been mad at you. Upset? Yeah. But if you want your life to change, come outside right now. And I, I swear to God, y'all, I'll never forget it, man. I remember spinning my feet off of that little blow-up mattress and putting on my boots. And it was almost kind of like I was going outside to fist fight God. <laughs> Seriously. Like, there's no way you can fix this, man. The mm -hmm. shit that I've done, I mean, i got track marks in my arms, dude. You know, I've throwed every damn thing away. I ain't got no parents. I ain't got shit, man. I ain't got no damn money. I ain't got a damn dollar. I ain't got no job. I ain't got a phone. I ain't got a car. <laughs> you can't fix this, man. I'm going to prove your ass wrong. Like, I literally, like, I felt like I was going out there to fist fight him, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get to my, I'm going out the door, and Crystal, she, uh, she, <laughs> Like, what are you going to make another drug deal and, <laughs> you know and god's like shut up dude just keep coming and i go out to the door man and i get outside and, uh, uh first thing god told me to do was get on my knees and i'm like man I, i'm living in selling these dude you know everybody see me out here you know you go outside and pray and get on your knees and you raise your hands people don't think you've lost your mind yeah you know and uh first thing you know he told me to do is get on my knees and i kind of slowly went down and i'm peeking out my eyes and and uh, he's like, now raise your hands, and and uh, I was like, no, nah, now you're 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 you know you're crossing the line now, dude. And uh, he said, you know that that's always been your biggest problem is that chip on your shoulder, and your pride, of what people think about you. He said, if you really want this to work, put your uh, put your hands in there, and you know, and I just started praying and just asked him for one day without it not to think about it taste it desire it look for it nobody called me looking for it like you've seen me trying to get away from it over and over and over and i just i can't man you know and, and then he said now say that say what you say what you can't say and i was like what you know the words i can't quit was in my gut to say it's hard to explain man and uh, it took a lot of strength for me to say I couldn't quit using. Yeah. Because I always was the badass. I could quit anything. I could do anything. I did. I'd overcome so much. And for me to say I couldn't quit a drug was powerless. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it, man. And uh, when I said I couldn't quit, I mean, it just, it was so freeing. I mean, like instantly, 
I felt so many years of shame, so many years of hurt. I knew that everything in my life was about to change in that moment. For the first time in my life, I didn't have those people looking over my shoulder. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. I knew he had totally forgiven me, 100%. And uh, I asked him for three things in my life. I was like, man, I got to have weights, sports, and my family. If I'm on, if if this is gonna work, dude, you gotta like, give me something. This, <laughs> this is what I gotta have, man. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm asking for. I know I'm rambling on like a monkey in a tree, man. But I, I gotta, I gotta have those things, man, because that takes me back to to my youth and my childhood where I didn't use drugs and and I was happy, man. Mm -hmm. Give me a give me a bicycle and an Atari, dude, and, and a glove and a ball, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and good friends, good clean friends. Give me friends. It's not on drugs, man. You know, uh, get those people in my past that's been good in my life to forgive me. I, I need those people. I need the Corey Rhodes in my life, man. You know, I need the Steve Bradshaws in my life. So um, he's like, okay. And I was like, what you mean, okay? <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> it's, it's that easy, man. Literally, it was that easy. And then I, I'm telling you, and I, I've told this only to a handful of people, man. I'm telling you, I sat right beside Jesus on my front porch over there. 100%, dude. I ain't hallucinating. I mean, it ain't like literally that, but. You just felt his presence. I absolutely, yeah. man. White gown and all, dude. White gown and all. And uh, any, the robe, I don't know, gown. But I can remember as we was about to, um, I mean, he just kind of sat there and hung out with me, man, for like three or four or five minutes, man. And I was like, well, I know you got other stuff to do, man, so. I holler at you. you know? <laughs> I gotta go, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I gotta go do. But I, I gotta go, yeah. and uh, so uh, he like literally, man. I can almost still this day. I'll always see that image. It's like you running the first place, dude. I'll always see him walking down that sidewalk yeah. before he got away from me. I was like, and I didn't say it out loud verbatim, but I was like, "Hey, God," you know. He turns around. And I was like, "Shame on me, man." My entire life, I've always had my hand out for you. Hey man, can you fix this? Hey man, can you heal my mama? Hey man, can you get can my kids? Hey man, can you can you can you can you can you can you give me give me give me give me give me? Not one single time have I ever asked you what you wanted, man. What you want, dude? And he's like, just tell your story. Yeah. And I was like, what? You'll figure it out. Like, no, dude, I sucked at school. You know this, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not a good fill in the blank person, man. Shoot straight with me. Tell me how it is. I can deal with it. You'll figure it out. And then two or three days later, man, I'm on a job. I'm telling somebody. Well, the next morning I wake up. I got to kind of wrap this up. I, I want to get all the way through this. My granddaughters are in town. And, God, this is awesome. I'm <laughs> loving this so <laughs> I bad, I man. I, I could go on and on, man. It's, it's It really is a beautiful story, man. But uh, I got to get to the, the, the good stuff. So I, I wake up the next morning. Crystal's in there getting ready. And I go to the mirror, and for the first time, I see myself. And I wasn't ashamed to look at myself. I didn't know what I was doing. And in that moment, I was like, okay, God, tell me what I need to do. And in that, that first day of being sober was so long and so beautiful. It was, man. Uh, I was like, what do I need to do? Call Trent, ask him, to, to ask him if you can work today. And uh, I was like, man, he ain't going to let me work. This is a guy that trained me how to do drywall. Mm -hmm. And uh, so and I told Crystal, she tells me that she's going to call some rehabs today and this, that, and the other. And I told her, I said, I ain't going to rehab. 
the hell? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, you told me yesterday. Yeah. I was like, I got saved yesterday on the front porch. I didn't even tell her what happened mm-hmm. out there. Like, it, it just it wasn't meant for her to even hear it right. at that time. But the next morning, like, literally, she was mad as hell at me because I wasn't going to rehab. And I told her, I'm like, I am done. I'm telling you right now, God delivered me from that yesterday. And, and For the first time, you're at complete peace. Yes. And she had never seen that, experienced that, didn't believe that. She thought that I was just giving some cockamamie story mm-hmm. just to get her off my ass for another day. Right. You know, and I knew it was gone. Mm-hmm. So I, anyway, she leaves mad and. I call Trent up, like, hey, dude, I need to work today. Well, I ain't really got a whole lot going on, and, <laughs> and, and I'm just blowing smoke up my ass. And God said, tell him you'll work for free. I said, hey, man, you matter of fact, you ain't even got to pay me until I make you money. Today is my first day of being sober, and I cannot sit at home, dude. I cannot. I, I've got to get out of this house. I need to go to work mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> okay i mean who the hell is gonna turn down free help and then, you know so hell you can't even pay people to work hell that is a fact jesus so anyways i go to work man and for the first time in about eight years dude because i i mean i've always i did drywall before, way before then mm-hmm. but i had forgotten how to do it you know but that day man i was a freaking machine i was i i could do it just as good that day as i can right now yeah it was amazing how clear-headed I was, man. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just, I was hitting the ball. I was hitting every pitch. It was thrown at me, man. Like, it was just. You seen everything on the plane. I did, man. Yeah. It was so, so easy and effortless, man. And uh, I remember going. You were at peace. I was, man. I remember going to my mother-in-law's house that night. And we was all sitting down at the table. And I'd been around Roy and Bobby for probably about two and a half years and i had never sat at a dinner table with them at this point my kids are sitting over there at the dinner table with them but rob ain't crystal's nine months pregnant with a broke arm she got hit by a fedex truck oh my god yeah yeah no. seriously yeah and uh we was over there at the house man and bobby made a good dinner like old country food and stuff and i remember sitting there and i sit down at the table with them and uh crystal's talking bobby's talking gracie's in a high chair and roy's there and the, pl- the 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 table is set man and it's full of food and and everything and and it was like birds was singing and never been i ain't said it at a dinner table in probably huh, 20 years since that that moment since i was probably 12 13 years old my grandmother's house i mean because once i got 14 15 they you know, they, they turned their nose down. I mean, I, you know, I was a pothead troublemaker. Mm-hmm. I'd go get the leftovers and get my food and kick rocks back out the door. I'd not sat at the dinner table with a family on a long, long time. Man. Yeah. And uh, I was just looking around and God said, hey, you did it. I was like, did what? Been sober all day. And I was like, wow i have <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think about it I, yeah. and you know in in that moment man I, I there again it was another peaceful moment mm-hmm. and i remember trying to kick crystal underneath the table and finally she uh she's like will you quit kicking me <laughs> and i was like i was just trying to tell you i've been clean all day and i remember bobby just oh my god rob you know and it was just they finally had forgiving me like the forgiveness instantly come mm-hmm. and i remember going to uh to get to that night i remember it was probably about nine thirty, and 
there was just a peace in the house. And Crystal went back there to the room. And we weren't staying over there selling these, but uh, we was going to get the house. Uh, but we, there was just a peace, and she'd laid Gracie down, and she's getting ready to go to bed, and Bobby and Roy's in bed, and I'm sitting there and there on the couch, and I start to get anxiety. You know, I'm scared to go to sleep. And Crystal comes in there and she's like, are you not coming to bed? And No. And she was like, you ain't doing this again tonight. Because I would always wait till they went to bed and I'd go kick the streets, mm -hmm. man, and rustle up some money. That ain't what I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't want to go to bed that night because I didn't want the day to end. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared to wake up the next day and. Think not be there. And think that I was going to be an addict again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd been clean for the first time on the street by my own will in probably 19 years. That's a long and time. That's Damn a right. long time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> God said, I didn't half-ass take it away from you, Rob. That's the way he has to talk to me. Mm -hmm. He don't talk to me. He's like a super nice. Or he, he, has to, he shoots me straight. Yeah. My God does. You know. Same God, everything. So, anyways, literally, I didn't halfway crawl up on the cross for you, and I didn't halfway take it away from you. Go to bed. It's gone. I went to bed, woke up the next day, and I was clean again. Hot damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I just, man, you know, it's so crazy how three days later, after that prayer that I prayed, um, my ex-mother-in-law calls me up at work. It's a Thursday. She says, Rob, I need to talk to you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, you're like, uh. Because we didn't talk. We had I'm, no. I'm going to be washing my hair. Yeah, we, we <laughs> didn't have no communication. And uh, she said, I've just been feeling so convicted the past couple of days. And I was like, well, what's going on? You know, because she never reached out to me. To, mm -hmm. You know, there had been so much damage between sure. me and my ex-wife and stuff. And my, my choices that they had just, it was it was bad. And uh, she said, I'm just feeling so convicted of the kids, you. And what, what are you saying? She said, it's just, it's time. It's time for what? It's time they come stay the weekend with you. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, I'd had supervised visitation for two and a half years. With a, with a with a defects caseworker at a public place for two hours once every other week to see yeah, my kids. That's tough. Damn, you damn right it is. You know how hard it is to go to Walmart and spend two hours when you're not buying nothing? Right. Just to walk around. I couldn't even go to, I couldn't even get on a toy aisle in her building the next aisle because she's walking around with a, she's walking around with a, a notebook like this, you yeah. know, just writing stuff. I mean, and anybody that knows the sister kind of know. I mean, she's like 60 and put together and business suit i mean like she just screamed caseworker <laughs> yeah you know and uh, we'd go to the park every now and then but i mean you can't go to the park when it's when it's raining or cold. it's raining cold yeah you know so it was just it was a tough but you know june reached out to me and um the kids came and spent the night with me for the first time in like six years man without somebody lurking over your yeah, shoulder yeah and and honest to god and in that, after that phone call, I knew right good in there that I'd never use that shit again. Mm -hmm. Because he'd answer my, my most sincere prayer. That's all I ever wanted. Because everything that I did threw my kids away. But the one simplest thing that I did was ask God to get them back to me. And he did within just a couple of days. He knew I meant business. Mm -hmm. He knew when I said that I couldn't quit, 
that's all he was wanting to say when I needed him in my life, man, to 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 help me to fix me because I I I can't do it. I can't, man. I'm, I, I've I think I'd be better off dead, and I don't want to be dead because I know that something good. I always, even in all of those dark moments, man, I knew that something good was coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. It's just it's weird, man. Like I, I can tell you how many times I was at a a house or something, man, and Holy Spirit telling me, man, you need to get the hell out of here, dude. And then like a couple of days later, damn door get kicked in or somebody get shot, killed. Just bad stuff, man. Yeah. Just so kind of took a – I kept kind of staying on course, and then a couple of months later ran into a friend and uh, asked him what he was doing. He said he's getting ready for football season, and uh, I was like, well – God said, hey, there's your sports. I was like, football season, you know. So got invited to do that. Then uh, there again, another God story. You know, about two, I've been cleaned two months at this time. Got an application to call high school football. And basically just a basic uh, application, like blah, blah, blah. Where'd you go to school? Who you know? Have you ever been convicted of a felon? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So uh, I tell them. You know, I called the guy, gave me an application. I'm like, dude, look, man, I, I got a lot of stuff on here, man. I don't think it's going to work. What you got? I kind of told him. He was like, wow. Um, yeah, I don't know, Rob. Let me <laughs> let me talk to James. Yeah. And James is our booking secretary. And he's a stand-up guy, man. He, he has a lot to do with Georgia high school football. And uh, I go to the uh, – <clears throat> I never heard back from him. And uh, like the day of, he told me to to put no on the back of that application. And I'm like, I can't do that, man. You know, and God said, you need to go to that meeting. I'm like, man, I ain't going to that meeting. It was a cast. We had one vehicle. Had to go get Crystal, get the kids, take them home. She still hadn't really bought into the fact that I'm sober. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God just kept telling me, you need to go to that meeting. And uh, here I am arguing with him. Like, I ain't, there's no sense in it, man. They're not going to let me do it, you know. I go to the meeting and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because you've already learned yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I have learned. And then I, I go to the meeting right. and, and in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. Craig tells me, Hey man, just put uh, the answers. No, is what he said. That's what he said. Uh, I'm sorry. That's what he said. Like the day before he said, Hey man, the answer's no, you know, like basically like you can't do it. Well then the, the day of the meeting i go to it and then he's like man just put no on the back of that and i honestly god with all my heart believe god's gave me so much success in that because i didn't lie i couldn't lie Mm -hmm. and i stayed put at the meeting i was obedient to him i sit there and listen to a lot of expectations that i've I had not met since I'd went out for the high school baseball team. Like right. I hadn't been a part of something good like that in 20 damn years, man, you know? And so I sit there and listen to all that. And at the end of the meeting, man, I almost try to get to the trash can, throw my application away and just walk out the door and be like, all right, God, maybe I need to go play softball again. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's my niche. And about that time I hear somebody holler my name. It's Bobby Greer. Y'all know Bobby Greer? Mm-hmm, big Bobby. <laughs> big yeah. Bobby. I hear him holler my name. I go back over and I start talking to him. And uh, he's like, hey, man, you going to start officiating? I'm like, ah, oh, man, I can't, dude. i got too much stuff on my record. And like, nah, man, da, da, da. And about that time, I see Craig Smith. You know Craig? I don't know Craig. Yeah. Um, I see Craig Smith, and he's talking to James. And I see them looking at me. And uh, about that time, he motions me to come over. And uh, James told me, say, hey, man, just put no on the back of that. And in that moment, God said, do what's right. 
I said, I can't do that, man. I, I can't lie about who I am or what I've done. I've lived a life of lies for 19 years, man. I can't. I'm not going to lie about anything. I, I don't want to be out onto the field and it be a damn witch hunt. You send me down there to Pepperwood call a football game, man. It ain't no hell. It might be a protest. It might be a party. <laughs> right. Who knows? You don't know what's going to happen down there, man. And uh, I just I can't lie about what I've done, man. And uh, he he gave me some encouraging words, and uh, he told me that he was going to basically take a chance on me, and not to give him no shit. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I called fifty, either fifty four, fifty fifty something ball games that year, man. I never called out. I went to every single game. I thought I I thought since I was good at football, I was going to be a good official. Two different worlds. Two different worlds, <laughs> man. You're looking at two different, completely different things, man. Your your athleticism helps mm-hmm. they ain't got a damn thing to do officiating man you know so uh, i made it through that i'll never forget calling my last football game i wanted to call a playoff game i just wanted the playoff game at the wreck like it was a big deal yeah. man i mean it used to be crunk back then but i didn't even get a playoff game and uh i remember getting home man and i remember crying like a little baby man and at this time i'd probably been clean about four or five months and uh i remember getting home and i was just so happy with myself because i had finally made it through that season and finished it that's all i wanted since my senior year was to make it through a season man and not quit and i knew when i did that i was a little bit stronger Mm -hmm. just a little bit better and um and i just kept staying the course and we went we went to the meeting or the banquet and i see old duncan blankenship haven thomas and 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 several bobby greer they they get a state championship game and that's the pinnacle of high school officiating man like you work your ass off all year long to get to that that moment and then i see these grown men celebrating and carrying on man like a, like a like a high school girl softball team just won a state i mean like just i love these guys man yeah. and, uh, anyways they was all cheering and we was at the forest building up there and in that moment i'm sitting there and i'm at that table like, god i want a state championship my heart's been hollow since Pepper won it, and I should have been on that team. Mm-hmm. It's done. That's what he said to me. Cool. I just sit back and let life do what it does, man. And I get invited to be a extra official. Um, go to the Dome. It was an amazing experience. Uh, about four or five years of my officiating career. Got a state championship. And then um, fast forward, I got I went to another one. And uh, at that time, I was kind of like, "All right, this is this is lame." Like I, I want on the field, man. Like this is. I appreciate God, you doing this. I, I see you blessing me, but I gotta get on the field. It's coming. Okay. So, anyways, I actually called called one in 2016. I had the game right for the Rome game, and um, I knew I was having a, a special year that year, and uh, it, everything was lining up. And there was a, a fleshy side of me that wanted the wrong game. Mm-hmm. I knew I was getting a state championship in a perfect world. In my world, I'd got to call the wrong game. Right. God said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> because what if something happens in that game outside your power? Right. And you have to live with these feet. You have to live with these folks. Yeah, I'm not, right. I'm not setting you up on right. a pedestal for failure. Sure. I'm setting you up for success. So what's going to happen is you're going to get the game before. That way you can watch the Rome team. Yeah. Kick Buford's ass. Mm-hmm. Right. Go Wolves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good year, though. But so, uh, yeah, it, it, in that moment, we're taking the field 
and I, I, I had, it was Cedar Grove and Greater Atlanta Christian. And we're taking the field. And about that time, I see Ken Irvin run out with, he, he, he coaches defensive backs down there. Over at Christian. At Greater Atlanta, Greater Christian. Atlanta Christian. Yeah. And I see Ken running out onto the field. And God said, here it is. Back with your high school quarterback. Mm -hmm. There it is. Perfect circle, man. And I mean, just to me, that's biblical, dude. Yeah. 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 That journey. Absolutely. Because you see what I'm saying? Like how 20, their first state championship, my first one on the field, and it's 20 something years later than Ken Irvin was my role model in high school. One, because mm -hmm. he, he, he never got all the, the fame that Frankie did. Frankie was a hell of an athlete. Right. But if you played on that damn team and you seen the effort and the skill, Ken was special, man. Yeah. He was special. He was one of those players even during even during two a days. Everybody's exhausted, everybody's just dead. And Ken never got tired, man. And you know what image sits out in my mind about him? His senior year, man. He's running a four three forty. He carried dummies up to that that locker that, that building. Yeah. He didn't have to. He didn't have him. to carry them. He didn't have to carry them damn mm -hmm. dummies. Mm -hmm. I will never forget carrying my helmet and everything else. And like you saying, them two a days down there. I was ninth grade going to tenth grade that summer, and I remember seeing him. That was the year we won state, or going into the year we mm -hmm. won state. He's carrying them dummies up there, and 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 drove that little beat up Chevette. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I will never forget that, man. And I, I've always looked up to him, man. You know, I, I grew up with him. He always came with me, came at me with the utmost respect. He believed in me. Um, he tried to get me to stay on the team. He didn't have to do that. Man, all the kids down there, man, and I just that, that to me was special to me. And right. So, but for, for God to, to complete that chain and get it back together and be able to feel him, man, it was special, man. It yeah. was. It gives me cold chills. It, yeah. it was, man. It was real, dude. Yeah. So I, I've had a lot of those moments, man. I, I'm, I, I want to, I try to get to that one because I want to go to see my grandbaby. You got to go see your grandbaby. But I want to do this again. We can. We this can. is cool. We you absolutely know, can. The episode. This yes, the this, series. And, and this is a and this is the one time the one time we can call you you can be called a repeat offender and not not jail. have bad yeah, feelings about yeah, it. So that's yeah. what that's what we always call people that come back in a second time. We call them our repeat offenders. So yeah. so we man, I'd love to have you back in here. Well, we can yes. absolutely do it again. Yes, we got this is real. We got a lot of stuff. I can talk about, we can talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. This is sure. Fun, so, man. thank you for your time, dude. Yeah. Really, yeah, do. man. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for yeah. your story too. And yeah. uh, you know, I'm proud of you, and I'm happy that you got things in the right track, and you're doing you're doing well. You're successful, and I love you, man. I love you too. I, man. I appreciate I love you it. Too, guys, man. Yeah. All right, man. All right, take care. Go go kiss some babies. Yes, sir. All right.